Falling Program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. I'm tired of being told who to admire in this country. Aren't you sick of being told who your heroes ought to be? No. Being told who you ought to be looking up to. I'll choose my own heroes. Thank you very much. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say, enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit, big time, major league bullshit, you have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims, religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. Then do them. Your words guide us. We're dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. You serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to be the one that falls asleep this week. Well, I'm not a very interesting person to listen to. So <laughs> you just sit there. <laughs> I just sit there. I'm just like, um, no, he's asleep. He's asleep. Yeah, uh, yeah. We shut this off. <laughs> Dear diary. <laughs> I wake up this 48 minutes of silence. <laughs> and I guess I'll edit that. Anyway, hey, episode, you're gone. Episode. <laughs> I have no soda or cookies left in the house. It's a long drive home. <laughs> um, what is this episode? 183. I think All it's right. funny. We'll say it's 183. Whatever Are number it says on your podcast. Yeah. Thing so it, that's what it is. 183. So, um, so first off, I want to know, what'd you think of Star Wars? You know, I want to know about the whole experience because you went to that theater and I did. I did. Okay. Well, let's go start with the movie itself. Um, I am a stickler for if you're going to do special effects, they better be fucking good. Yeah. And ILM is to me the pinnacle of special effects. There were a couple scenes where there was wreckage of battle droids and they were just kind of hovering over the ground. I saw the fingers of one of the droids in the beginning pass through the barrel of the rifle when he went to grip it. Oh, really? Yeah, like, eh, whatever, fuck it. It's it's not my favorite by a long shot. Um, It's my least favorite of all of them. I mean, that's like your least favorite Pixar in a way, sort of. Pixar is better out of six, but... Um, it was fun. It was yeah. definitely fun, and you know that means that the one that I like is next. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. Um, I like the Lucasfilm logo in 3D that came out of that the was screen. That was nice. that was nice. I still, every time I get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how bad the movie ends up being. Yeah. But you know, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna trash it. I mean, it's serviceable as a star wars movie yeah i mean like you know 
bad Star Wars, and I've been saying this forever, yeah. is it's still for me, it's a lot more fun than a lot of stuff, and it's you know, yeah. it's like bad pizza. Yeah, it's still pizza. It is. It is. So, so yeah. Um, how'd the girls dig it? Um, they loved the restroom. Really? Yeah. Well, they they're you know proud that they can use the you know, use yeah. the restroom. So. Do you use um, that handicapped one? It, no, it was right across from us. We were in oh, 10, yeah. so it was right across. So we missed um, the entire underwater creature sequence. Okay. Uh, but we made it back in time All for the pod race. All that water made them need to pee. Like, they didn't even, we didn't even get to the water, oh, really. Yeah. Um, so no more drinks when we go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it was long. It was a lot longer than anything they'd seen before by, yeah. by a good... 40 minutes so that was tough but it was good at the end because it's all action straight through and it was uh you know the queens running around darth maul's running around and there's this idiot kid in a yellow spaceship and that that didn't excite them all that much they see that shit on tv at home right you know with clone wars um but there was there was it was fine they they enjoyed it they said they liked it they were tired cool so that's good yeah but the older they get the better the movies will go yeah most definitely so (laughs) That's and right. um, how weird was it being back? <laughs> well, I had uh, spent a little bit of time there earlier in the week okay. uh, talking to people whose names I'm not going to mention because if they get fired, I don't yeah. want anything there. Yeah. It's not my fault. Um, so I spent about an hour oh, yeah. you know, looking around, talking to somebody. Yeah. Um, so it was weird, but it felt more like it was just like, all right, it's, it, I, I had got a better job yeah and and whatever uh of course no one was around either of those two days friday or the other day before that that i uh didn't want to see so um so yeah we went to the movie and and left that was it i i bought stuff because the girls get popcorn yeah just what keeps them occupied right so I didn't care. You know, I think of it as helping to pay for the people that I like. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. Uh, so we went back the next day. Oh, yeah. For the. Yeah. How was that? It seemed. Now, no offense toward the 501st men at all or the Rebel Legion okay. or anybody that was there, but it seemed like they booked them way too late. Really? You know how we had like 15, 30 guys somewhere oh, yeah. in that range? Yeah. They were like six. Really? Because the picture you showed of them with, was it Darth Maul? Yeah. That took um, an hour to get that picture. Really? Oh, they were terrified of him. Well, what got me is that just sort of looking, thinking back to when we did stuff with the 501st thing. Yeah. Okay? And... um. Looking at that picture, I was looking at like the background of that picture. There's like six people. It was like nobody and it's a there. Shot a, diagonally yeah. across the whole lobby. Yeah. And how? Like what time of day was it? We were there at two o'clock. Two o'clock. So that's like smack dab in the middle of that event. Yeah, we thought that might much. be the best time to go. Plus, we couldn't get moving to be there by yeah. noon. So. <laughs> but that's very surprising. It seemed very underwhelming. That's honestly, given what we had, we all of us had accomplished before with it. Yeah, it was. It had nothing to do with the 501st. Right, no, because Darth Maul's makeup, even up close, was fucking fantastic. Now- He looked good. In the theater, could you see, was there like promotional material talking about this is going to happen? There were the or? signs that everybody walks by and ignores. 
Yeah. You know, so the there big, was nothing the out of the like to jump out at anybody and say, hey, this is happening. As it's going on, I mean, there were there were a couple Jedi up front. Darth Maul moved around in the in the front lobby. Yeah. Uh, Rex was there. Um, so like you could see him as you're going by, but there was no like I don't think it was on the sign out front. I don't yeah. think there was anything in the like like if you read something in the paper or wherever and it's like all corporate kind of looking, you're just going to gloss yeah. over it. And I think that's what happened actually. Huh. Got into an argument with one of the managers about those special glasses. The Darth Maul ones? No, the pod racing oh, Anakin yeah. ones. Yeah. Because the initial thing said it was to the first 400 people. Yeah. So I showed up and I'm like, uh, it's it's 10 after 10. Marty, where are my glasses? <laughs> he says, honestly, I have no idea what's going on. Nobody's told me. So I'm like, okay, fine. So one of the managers came up and he handed them to one guy who had tickets for the next day. Initially it said, you know, for the premiere, which would have been the night before at midnight. Yeah. But I thought they'd be for the Saturday event. They were. Okay. But they didn't say that initially in any press release. Right. Until they sent out, you know, the stuff the week before it happened. So I argued with them a little bit. I'm like, uh, come on, dude. Really? I mean, I have two kids over here that, like. Yeah. Would it fucking kill you? I was very, I was polite but stern, bordering on rude. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's because. Back when um, Return of the Jedi was re-released, I think it was in '97, they were giving away a, a special theater edition Luke. Yeah, and I was the fifth person to buy tickets, and all thirty of them were gone. Yeah, that's bullshit. Because the staff took them. Yeah. Which, by the way, as I'm walking around the fucking mall on Saturday, I see a bunch of AMC staff members wearing the fucking glasses. Yeah, of course. Shit pisses me off. That would not have gone down. No, not at all. If we were there. Oh, God, no. It's you fucking touch those, I'll break your fingers. Right. So I went and I read the sign and I I went back to him and I I said, hey, I, I... I must have read something earlier. I said I was reading the early press releases before anything was on your site. So, sorry. He's like, I appreciate that. He shook my hand and everything. And he's like, uh, you know, he says, if you want to keep these Darth Maul ones in the package, you know. Yeah, I got a pair in the package. I got two in the package because the girls wear the tiny little ones. So, yeah. Yeah, So, I thought thought about it and I'm like, what would I want somebody to do if they were absolutely fucking wrong? I. Yeah. Nobody apologizes. You just walk away, and you're like, "I oh, fucking." Cool but God. you know, I didn't. I I did that for a number of reasons. First of all, I w- I remember what it was like to be on the receiving yeah. end of that, and I didn't want that to happen. And second, I didn't want him to go up and say some giant fucking asshole. He must remember you though. This guy I was talking to. No, no, no. This was a new manager. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. No idea who he is. Oh, okay. Uh, my contacts tell me he's a nice guy, so it's it's yeah, good today. Yeah, we'll but go. I didn't want you know to look at the videotape and be like, oh, for yeah. sure. So we go Saturday, and um, did you see it again on Saturday? No, oh, no, okay. no, we just went for the thing, and I was a little nervous that they were going to put it like behind the ropes, like you'd need a ticket, and they'd yeah. be milling around oh, in that the car or some would stuff. Be a terrible idea. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. It was all in the lobby. They had one of those Lego. Uh, pointillism type things. Yeah. Uh, and it was Darth Maul as that episode one at the bottom. Ripley actually put together one of the pieces 
and they hammered it onto the thing. Oh, that's and cool. it was nice. It was like right in the middle of Maul's chest. Nice. Um, she took her time because she was exact. Did you get the little uh, the little round Lego? Yeah, we didn't open there? them yet. We got we got four of those. Yeah, so we got four nice. of those. Um, so I'm standing in the middle of the lobby, holding Ripley's hand, and I have my lightsaber, and that was the only time I think she didn't know that it was me as she was walking by me. Oh, really? So I made sure to talk. <laughs> Because who else has kids with my name? Right. Right. So the rest of the time I was there, she was on the opposite side of the building, like at all times. Right. And I tested that. And that's what actually <laughs> happened. She stayed away from me, totally stayed away from me. Good. And my mom's looking at her because my mom wanted to come and see how the girls were with them. And I brought her, and, and Ellen came too. And um, my mother says, What idiot tucks a lightsaber under their arm? I would cut it right off. I'm like, yeah, I appreciate what you're doing. But whatever. <laughs> so she was carrying this this long-handled, like, short-bladed lightsaber, almost yeah. like, like a Revere Beach knockoff kind of yeah. thing. Um, she was carrying it like she was being paid to carry it. Of course she was. It was weird. But... um we get they got their faces painted up like the queen and the the girl there that was uh Amidala in her um Thede invasion outfit the one mm-hmm. with the lights on the bottom okay. the jewel on the head um she was incredibly nice um it took the girls about a half hour to warm up to her <laughs> but she was a queen so she's like yeah. a princess so that was okay um Rex Ripley warmed up to everybody first because, um, like, she's been seeing these guys on TV, right. and then to have one of them standing right there <laughs> is a whole other story. So Rex, Ripley was standing with Rex, and I crouched down with Nova, and the guy in the in the Rex costume was fantastic because Nova was looking at me, and I hear him say, I'm just going to slide in behind her for the picture, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he is right behind her, Nice, and all of us are in the shot, and I'm like, oh, that was, that, I'm yeah, like, thank you, that cool. was pretty cool, and uh, when the girls, fight, uh, they, and then there was a regular stormtrooper, and they like grabbed onto his legs. Nice. So, the tough one was Darth Maul. They had their lightsabers. Yeah. They actually, they uh, well, you could see it was time they were going to go take a break, because, you know. It's like an hour on, nice. 20 minutes off yeah. or whatever. So uh, I said, they're going to go. They're going to go back and they're going to go relax for a while and we won't see them for like a half hour. If you want to go see them and get your picture taken with them, you better hurry up. And they fucking took off after them. <laughs> they took off after this guy that they didn't know with horns on and fucking fiery contact lenses. And he was absolutely fantastic. Cool. So, you know, and, and, and you know, I thanked every one of them as, you know, because, you know, that's, oh, yeah, that's they, what you do. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they appreciate that. So, Most definitely. That was a lot of fun. It was nerve-wracking for me. And honestly, I got a headache when we left. And, like, it was like like a stress dump. Yeah. Because I was just, I was forcing myself to have a good time and enjoy them. Right. Having <coughs> what, I, what I refer to as my Spider-Man moment. Yeah. You've seen that picture, yeah. right? Uh, and nobody else has. So I was five or six years old, and I met Spider-Man, this right. guy that Marvel hired to go around the country and like sign autographs and shit. And that's one reason why I love Spider-Man so much is because I fucking met a real yeah. Spider-Man. 
So there's a couple shots of, of, of them with the queen and the Darth Maul one. The face painting lady, I don't know what the hell she was doing, but Ripley's face paint was messed up. Like she wanted to do it looked like the uh the eyeliner with the little bit on the yeah. on the corner, but she was afraid to go near her eyes. Yeah. Oh, that's understandable. So what she should have done is just paint the eyebrow a dot on each cheek, the uh line on the lip and white on the face and that would have been it. Nova got more of a kabuki mask yeah. Hannibal Lecter kind of <laughs> thing going on cuz Nova was very scared, but we're going to we're going to do some more face painting at some point. Cool. So. Yeah. Oh, and I have Nova's birthday present all set finally. Yeah. I got her a short little leather jacket, um like a ballet one piece yeah. suit thing with arms, black tights. And I ordered her boots today with buckles <laughs> on them because she's going to be Black Canary. Nice. She loves Black Canary. <laughs> and she has blonde hair just like the character does and everything. So we're going to get Ripley a uh, Wonder Woman costume because cool. I found a real metal yeah. like head adjustable headpiece. So we'll get those for their birthday. Cool. And that'll be fun. So Star Wars is a lot better now that they've actually met the queen. Yeah. And she was really sweet. So that was nice. Cole and I had a blast. Good. We had such a such a great time. Now you went further up. We north. went, yeah. Okay. And um, we had it, it was just fun. The day before, Julie had gone out and upgraded her phone, mm. so she had her iPhone 3GS. That right. um, she said, you know what? I'll let Cole take it and use it as an iPod. Yeah, because if you don't attach a uh, yeah, if there's a no plan SIM card, it, right? exactly. So it was just an iPod. So okay. he was like, "Fucking." Does it work nuts. over Wi-Fi? Is that yeah? Just so it's kind of like an iPad. At yeah, that point. it's it's okay. like an it's like an iPod Touch. I wasn't I wasn't you know? sure how that worked with like apps and downloads. So yeah, it's, it's like exactly that. the same. Okay, so right. um, just that right. it does everything your phone does except phone. No, all right. There's um, an app for that. Yeah. <laughs> So um it's called Skype. So he he was sort of like in an awesome mood. Good. You know, and he was kind of pumped. And um so you know, he we didn't even go to school that day. Ah, good. And um so we went and we were there even before they opened the doors. Yeah, we were too. They opened the doors late. Yeah. I think. Um what how, when when did we used to open them? Was it a half hour I before the first show? I thought it was an hour show? before the first show. Even if it was a half hour they opened the doors late. We didn't get in there until like 20 minutes before. Yeah, the ours, first show. We our show was at 10:25, doors opened mm. at 10. Anyway, so <laughs> enough of the complaining. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> we um we went and um just we we got food uh cuz yeah. we ended up it was uh we had uh, we were running late for some reason. For some reason, breakfast was an issue, and he was hungry. So okay. we ended up, you know, eating chicken fingers at you know quarter of eleven. Whatever, it's movie day. Exactly, <laughs> it's it's Star Wars skip school day. Exactly, which is we're gonna do another five of them. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, it was great, and we had great seats. And how many people like, were in your show? Twenty. Hmm. I think we had. We might have had double that. Yeah. It's tough with a Friday during a school week. Yeah, but it was cool because it was a lot of like, like there was several like dads with their kid yeah. kind of thing, you know, yeah. which was which was cool. Yeah. Um, and and I'll tell you, you know what? I'm not a huge fan of this particular film. Right. I'm, you know, Cole, this isn't his favorite of them either. Yeah. So um, he really likes, you know, episode two. 
I can so, see that, yeah. But he's never seen a Star Wars movie on the big screen before. So oh, it was man. more like the event, the experience right, of it all. Right. Um, for me, the 3D was... There okay. were some good parts. There was there was some pretty decent stuff. It's the first time I've ever enjoyed the pod race. Yeah. Ever. I, I do think, though, that with this one being on film, it was probably a lot more difficult to work with. Yeah. Because there were some, there were some shots that just didn't look good. I think that when Darth Maul was fighting Qui-Gon <laughs> on the, um, like, on Tatooine. That's never looked good. They just, yeah, exactly. And the the lightsabers just looked weird. That was tough, I heard, I read, for them to do. Yeah, it looked weird. There was one fantastic hologram of Sidious um, where the front of his of his cowl shifted when he turned his head. Yeah. And it really looked like it I mean, there was yeah, some impressive stuff. There was stuff. some really good, there was some, there was some good stuff. But again, yeah. it was, whether it was in 3D or whether it was not in 3D, it, it it really didn't matter. Yeah. You know, it was it was the experience. We had we had a great we had a, a nice time. Right. But now you have the anticipation of the other ones. Yeah. Coming. We get to do this for the next five years. Yep. Yep. So and then um we went to GameStop next door mm-hmm. and he uh there was this three pack of Skylander characters. So he sees that and there were two of them that he, he needed, quote unquote needed, yeah. and then one that he already had. So I'm like, Cole, I already have one of them. And he goes, and he's like, you could tell in his head, he's like, like scrambling for an answer uh-huh. here. And because uh, they're wicked, like they're tough to get now. Like okay. they come in to a GameStop and they're gone within hours. That game wow. is really, really big in with his age. Huh. It really is. They don't stay on the shelf long. So um, he looks at me and he goes, um, he goes, I'll give the one I already have to Joey, my nephew, right. my, my nephew. And he goes, uh, and then I'll just keep the other two. I'm like, well played, sir. <laughs> so I get that for him. And um, so we poked around GameStop for a while. I told you I played a little bit with the PSP Vita, yeah. which is kind of nice, too. It's got two analog sticks. Yeah, and, uh, um, I'm not big on that handheld gaming stuff. but So, yeah. I loved my PSP. I don't even play a whole lot of games on my phone. So there are a couple that are kind of fun. There's anyway, a couple, um, yeah. And then, um, so this is we're going out. There's like an AT and T store, uh. and I said, "Cool, you want to just you know?" Because he'd mentioned you know he's going to start saving up for a case for the new, uh, okay, yeah. new iPod, right? Um, I said, "Do you want to go take a look for a case?" He looks at me, he goes. Dad, you're doing so much nice stuff for me today. <laughs> I go, well, we can look, but it'll give you an idea what things cost. He's right. like, all right, cool. Right. So I went in there, poked around a little bit, and then we went home. And yeah. It was a great day. It was it was a really, really nice day. The weather was great, and we yeah. just, it was just a low-stress, really exciting day, and it was yeah. lots of fun. So I, I can't wait till next year. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was no mention of, of anything like, I expected a trailer for like next year, come back for blah, yeah. but there was nothing. What did you have for trailers? Uh, mm. We had Wrath of Titans. Yep. Which Cole yep. was actually really funny. He says, cool, a Pegasus versus a, oh, what is it, a hot ketchup man or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> a tomato soup man. That's what it was. My, my wife on the way home, she said, you know, I like that trailer for Wrath of the Titans. I'm like, oh, really? Like, yeah, it was good. She's like, you know, you just go in there and shut your brain off. I'm exactly. like, all right, fantastic. Good. We're on the same page. 
But I'm like, you know what? At least they've taken the story and expanded it out, even though it does kind of look like a rip right. of God of War. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. There's some interesting stuff there. So, uh, Spider Man. Yeah, that was a great Spider Man trailer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too keen on uh, the lizard's face, but he does look like his original appearance. Yeah. So. Nah, that looks really whatever. good. Whatever. Uh, what else? I swear they they were oh, the Lorax. I think we had the Lorax on there. Yeah, I'm Cole is psyched for that. I'm like, eh. I'll go see it. Yeah, I mean, we'll see it. It's, it's no cloudy of, with a chance of meatballs, but I'll go see it. Yeah, well, what is? <laughs> you know, have you never, watched that? I didn't like it really. Yeah, I've seen it six times this week. Oh my god, that's that was that's, that's like why I like Lilo it. Lilo and Stitch in my house back in the uh, day. Well, we switched between that and up and um. Any other number, whatever yeah. I mentioned. Tomorrow we're going to watch uh, Totoro probably three times. But for Totoro is an interesting movie. The Miyazaki stuff is interesting because they start off really slow. Yeah. But the girls are just laser focused on what's going on. I don't get it. <laughs> so we'll go see that one that you guys are getting. Oh, yeah. Ariadne. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lily was really excited about seeing that. I like, his, I like Miyazaki's stuff or Ghibli's. Studio Ghibli stuff because they it's all focused on girls. They're all ma- the girls are the main characters. So Ponyo was they love Ponyo. They have green buckets because of Ponyo. I, hated I know that you movie. hated Ponyo. The movie was terrible. It was not terrible. Was you just didn't like it. Terrible. <laughs> anyway. I can't remember what else. Maybe Paranorman was on there. Yeah, that looks good. I'm gonna yeah yeah. Cole looks at me and goes. That looks sick. <laughs> every every time we watch the trailer, they change their mind. One one does want to see it with me. The other one doesn't. Then they switch. Oh, shit. I so. finally finished that zombie movie that I did with the kids. Oh, did you? Yeah. I was going to put it on my phone for you to uh, see it on my iPad or something. I forgot to do that. But I was going to say earlier, Phantom Menace is like um, the Battlestar Galactica movie the miniseries movie <laughs> if you can get through that the rest of it's perfectly fine <laughs> yeah i'm um speaking of battlestar galactica yeah segue I'm about i'm almost <laughs> done with the fourth season but nice. halfway through it's a lot of religious shit with gaius and yeah it gets it gets kind of so, sort of heavy-handed but not yeah. in a bad way so i'm i'm there's a light at the end of the tunnel so yeah hopefully it's not a train no, I don't think they have trains. I just, I just don't want to be pissed off by who the last Cylon is. That's really the only. Oh, they haven't revealed that yet, huh? No. Wow, how many episodes do you have left? Um, I can tell you. Huh? You look on my Hulu queue here. So apparently, uh, Catherine Tate's going to be on the Office tomorrow night because we're recording on Wednesday, not Thursday. I don't think that's the reason why she'll be on. No, it definitely I, is. Did you see the last episode? Maybe. I don't know. I, uh, there was um, no Parks and Recreation, so there, I, I had no real reason to watch what I recorded. Oh, and I got to tell you, fucking 30 Rock, I didn't notice that 30 Rock was like a double episode. Ah. Uh, I no, didn't I notice. I see either. And I had, to go, <laughs> I had to go and film something at the kid's school. Yeah. Right? So I was just like, oh, I got time. I'll, I'll, just, I'll watch this before I go. No. So I'm watching the whole episode, and I'm like digging it. I love it. I'm eating lunch, right, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Right? And um, so I'm just watching it and watching it and watching it 
And then I, you know, it's okay. It's over. It was great. I really liked it. Right. And I look at my watch. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> we had those 20 minutes. Exactly. Go. I lost another 23 minutes. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter what time I got there. But uh-huh. like it sort of just this weird time shift. Yeah. But I thought it was good. It was really fun. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Kristen Shaw, is that her name? She's on yeah. the show now. Yeah. I am at uh, episode eight in Battlestar. Oh, out of like what? Out of 23. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, I guess I'm a quarter of the way. You got a while. Yeah. All right. Why don't we do a break? And uh, or, or is that all the non-news shit that we talk um, about? We picked that little theater uh, preschool. Oh, good. Yeah, we went and saw the other one. Um, I'm not going to name the ones that we're not going to go yeah. to. But uh, if anybody lives in the area and wants to know, email me and I'll tell you. Um, you remember Daddy Daycare? Yes. Do you remember the first day they had the kids and how they just ran around screaming like yeah. idiots? Yeah. It's kind of what this play. It was really nice. Yeah. It was. Uh, it's. It's a big like, like, split level house. The it's all. It the inside is all redone to be classroom type areas and yeah. not you know regular rooms. The uh, the kids that, that the girls would have been with were in the bottom floor, so all the windows were, like, at the top of the walls. There wasn't a whole lot of light. The rooms were organized, but in a cluttered kind of way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And um, the first room we walked into, there was one kid walking around crying, and nobody attended to him at all. And the other kids were all just running around. Maybe it was some type of scream like therapy or something. Shout, shout. No, they weren't playing. They weren't playing um, any pop music from oh, the eighties. Right. So, was that Thompson Twins? No. Tears for fears. Tears for fears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved the Thompson Twins. And then the next room was pretty much the same thing. Kids running around screaming. They said, "All right, it's circle time. Let's sit down and I'll read." And like four kids sat down. There's twenty kids in each room. Two teachers, one wow. assistant. I just, yeah. We left that place and drove right to the little theater place because we had the paperwork <laughs> all filled out and everything. The hours are less at the little theater, but it's more of a school than a daycare. Yeah, good. So now we just have to figure out how to fucking pay for it. Tonight we went to the. I went to the parent information night for that trip that Livy's oh, going yeah. to take. That sort of leadership camp thing yep so that was good that was uh it was good very informative good um a lot of lot of parents showed up a lot, oh, of, that's good, good. lot of good questions nice so it's moving ahead with yeah. no resistance yes good so good because uh, somebody's somebody would have to smack a bitch yeah it's gonna be interesting to see if that person on the school committee and see if her kid goes oh it'll be really interesting yeah, it'll be real interesting to see if that person's back on the school committee. They say she's not going to run. Yeah. <laughs> the election's... Good idea. Yeah, I, I certainly won't vote for the bitch. No, so, I don't think anybody with kids in that grade anymore will do that, or ne- the grade below. Yeah, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting and that's, to that's see a what good, next year. No, no offense to your tiny town, but that's a good percentage of... The people in the town are people with kids in and around that grade, aren't there? Um, that is the biggest class. Yeah. They have over 160. It's the biggest class that our town has ever had huh. in the history of our town. Wow. We have it's either 12 or 14 sets of twins. Yeah, that's that's just weird. 
something in the water. <laughs> that is just weird. All right, let's do a break. All right. We'll be right back. Look at that, 30 minutes. I know, wow. Hey everybody, I just want to take a second and tell you about a new website that is actually really interesting. It's called Beergiver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R dot com. And the whole idea behind this is, is splashed on the front page. It says, owe someone a beer? Maybe a missed party, birthday, or you lost a bet? No excuses. Time to pay up. Here's how it works. Through Beergiver, you can buy an individual a drink or a round of drinks. All you need are three pieces of information personalized message, dollar amount, and the person's phone number. The friend will get a text message with a gift code, which is essentially beer money. You show your phone to a bartender at a participating bar, and you have money taken off your bill. Or if you're not at a participating bar, they can forward the money to their PayPal account. So essentially, free beer. This has been started in the Baltimore area. Some of the following bars and restaurants that currently accept Beer Giver are Alewife, Alonzo's, and Loco Ombre, Bad Decisions, Bartenders, that's in Canton, Brewer's Cask, Bond Street Social, Dark Horse Saloon, Finnegan's Wake, John Stephen Limited, Langerman's, No Idea Tavern, The Americana, The Hill, Tommy's Downtown Tavern, and the Waterfront Hotel Bar. Honestly, I think this is a fantastic idea, and I really can see this taking off. Check out the website if you live in the area or if you know someone in the area, in the Baltimore area. So it's B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R dot com. Beer Giver. And while you're at it, why don't you follow him on Twitter at Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R. And of course, you can find him on Facebook, facebook.com slash Beer Giver, B-E-E-R-G-I-V-R. VR. Check it out. All right. You ready to start all this stupid shit that went yeah. on this week? Yeah. I started a thing on Facebook today. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, where it was like two two sort of things side by side. One was like Whitney Houston. Another one was like a soldier. Okay, yeah. You know, and it's sort of like, you know, contrast what she did and yeah. what the soldier did. And, you know, she dies. It's all over the place. Yeah. It's all over the news. He dies. It's not all over the news. And while I get right. what that's trying to do, uh-huh. you know, I'm getting tired of that shit, quite frankly. I'm just tired of the whole... All right, welcome to the callous portion of the show. Yeah, seriously. I am just so fucking tired of putting junkies and idiots up on pedestals. Well, you know what? I don't I don't think that For one thing, she hasn't been on a pedestal for a while. Well, okay. She, she, has, she has no she balance. Well, she hasn't done anything worth No, but her back, last her last tour apparently was a disaster. Right. But when she was when she was in her prime, yeah. I mean, say what you will. She was popular. There was some of her stuff I liked. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I don't think it's, it's the same as like when Michael Jackson died. He was a 
you know, fucking thousand times. No, more I would say I would say Tina Turner would be equivalent to Michael Jackson. Just yeah. off the top of my head. So, but, but I, Whitney, I think is, is she's maybe a step down. But she was from Tina. You Turner. know, if if you want to, you know, put you know Tina Turner as a list, and she's sort of yeah. an A minus B plus list. Yeah. Kind oh of yeah, thing. No, she was she certainly. Had talent. She I was mean, back a fantastic singer back in the day. Back in you the know, day. back in the nineties. No, well, back when she was big, you know, yeah. the the mid eighties into the nineties, she was big. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, she had music out all the time. She, she was, was popular. She was unstoppable. You know, so. Um, I mean, I'll I'll give her her due. I mean, but her personal life was a fucking train wreck, and it pro- it probably killed her. Probably, we'll know in like six weeks. Yeah. So, um, which and, I, I don't understand why toxicology reports take so fucking long. I don't know. Anyway, so but the thing is, though, it's like I don't. It's one of those things. Just like oh, all of a sudden, you know, she's dead, and everybody's a big Whitney Houston fan. You know, someone came up to because we found out. I found out the other night at the show when yeah. I was doing Mystery Cafe, uh-huh. um, someone at a table near me said, oh, shit, Whitney Houston died. I'm like, what? And then I looked on Facebook. I yeah. looked on Twitter and went on CNN and all that stuff. And um, so by the end of the show, it had sort of filtered its way around. Right. And I actually had someone come up. And since I do all the music, it's just like, oh, could you play Whitney Houston song? I'm like, no. No. I said, she's, oh, come on. I go, no, she just died. It's going to bring the – it's going to – be a massive buzzkill. I'm not gonna play it. Oh, I just think you should play it. I'm like, good I'll, for you. And I'll take you that keep in, thinking. I'll, that. I'll take that into consideration. Yeah. But you know, it's it's my decision. So no one, no one. I guarantee you, no one that I know on Facebook has mentioned Whitney Houston in. I'll say 18 months before her death. Oh God, I don't think I've mentioned Whitney Houston in five years. Seriously. Oh, I have when it comes to domestic abuse and being a junkie. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, definitely. If you, you know, looking up, if you want to look up, you know, Bobby Brown's punching bag, there's Whitney <laughs> Houston. All right. What is it with Chris Brown, Bobby Brown? I don't know. Hmm. So. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Make me a sandwich, Lucy. Lucy. <laughs> Bitch. So, um, so it, it, I don't know. It's, it is one of those things. It's just like a oh, great. Now I got to listen to this Whitney stuff. On, you know, it you would know. be so. It would so. be one thing if if they just died young, just heart attack, just whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm gonna sound like an asshole, and I really don't care because I've said this before. If indeed it was drugs and alcohol and a mixture or whatever that killed her. She committed suicide. You you take that shit knowing that you're not taking the right dosage. Yeah, I mean. You're s- killing yourself. Yeah, semantics aside, yes, it's suicidal. But, I mean, yeah. one could argue that, oh, you know, eat a Twinkie and you're slowly but surely killing yourself. Yeah, you're not going to fall asleep and drown in a bathtub. I might do that. There's, just there's, doesn't matter, there is nothing, as, as just as an example, I have still have my tramadol here from my back, which after I sang, I didn't need. <laughs> tramadol. Um, it <laughs> says. Sounds like a Star Trek character. It does. It does. Sergeant Tramadol, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Put your red shirt on. You're coming with us. Oh, one. shit. Um, <laughs> tramadol. <laughs> that's, the, that's the sitcom version. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, it does not ever say on Twinkies, do not drink alcoholic beverages when taking this Twinkie. I yeah. substituted that for medication. 
But you know what? If you are going over the recommended dosage or if you acquire yeah, I mean, those pills from somebody else, stupid. you're a junkie. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh was a junkie. Yeah. I mean, I have no sympathy for the way she died, and I really don't at this point. Mm. And this was where I'll sound like a callous asshole. Hey. At this point, she really wasn't contributing anything to the music scene. She wasn't doing. No, she what, hadn't for a while. Right. Nothing. Nothing of any value. Right. She wasn't. Not that that's how we determine somebody's no, no, worth. No. And and you know when Prince dies, people say the same thing to me about you know his contribution to music lately. But well, he put out an album what a year or two ago. Uh, yeah, it's almost two years now. Yeah, no, no, I actually put one out a year ago in England, but. Yeah, but he's not some kind of weird junkie in an abusive relationship. He's just a Jehovah's Witness, yeah, which is a weird relationship. (laughs) Anyway, so but um, but yeah, but this whole like like I said, the thing about oh Whitney Houston against the soldier, and then there was like there was another one. um, Oh no, I can't even remember what it was. I don't know. Um, It's just like you know what you do. You know what it reminded me of. And it gave put me in the same I mood. Even guess. Put me in the same mood as when after you know, Soldier X shot Bin Laden in the face. Uh-huh. Okay, um, there were people on Facebook going, "I don't want to celebrate the death of anybody." You know, it's like shut the shut the fuck, fuck up. up. You know, you if know? this was if this was in, if this was World War Two, and Hitler shot himself in the head, you'd be throwing streamers out a fucking window. But it's it's just like. Like, look, just stop I'm this. So tired of being politically correct. Bullshit, you know stuff. You know what? Not that we are on this show. I mean, but. I don't think you'll find anybody who does not appreciate what soldiers, police, and fire men yeah. and doctors and nurses and teachers do. Right. No one will say, "What a fucking waste." But <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Let's get to some of these Republican I know, stories huh? later. But there's. Um, but I think that there is, in, in, in terms of, of celebrating or sort of commemorating a famous person yeah. versus, you know, an anonymous soldier, it doesn't mean that we value them any less. We value them differently, but it's a fucked yes, up scale. Yes, differently is a better way to put it. Yeah. I mean, when, when Kurt Cobain um, decided to be a giant fucking pussy and eat a shotgun... I was mad at him. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I, I mean, I, the only reason I would be upset is because he's not going to make any more music. Right. I don't have. Because your connection to him is visceral. It's emotional. Yeah. Okay. But I don't the way have the music this, like, I don't have this reaction that people do when, when other famous people die. Like George Carlin died and I, I was bummed for a little while. I most certainly he, was. He died of natural causes. Yeah. You know, so. That in itself, I think, allowed me to just be upset about it. Well, that's why I um, that's why I put that thing on our Facebook page. Segue. Yeah. Do you um, want me to call that up? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me see. Is that because I was going to just ask you, and then I thought, hey, you know, there's some time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't have been a lot of fun because I don't have idols that I hold up to that level. Well, that's kind of why I I I broke it down. Like, yeah, let's read what you, what what you had wrote, and I copied and put because you put it on the one where you have like twelve people, so I put it on the other one. No, oh, all right, <laughs> I didn't. I just put it. 
It says, uh, hey, folks, we're recording a couple hours, but I thought I'd look for some feedback on something. With the passing of Whitney Houston, I started thinking about who in the worlds of music, books, TV, and movies, when they die, would affect me. Isn't that effect with an A? No. <laughs> just, just fucking around. Okay. <laughs> uh, me more than the passing of any other celebrity. Lots of people lost their shit over Michael Jackson, for example, which I can, I yeah. can understand that, right? Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts and hopefully get a few we can talk about during the show. So we did have a few. <laughs> so Randy, who apparently is uh, older, said Lennon. Yeah. I don't know why the Russian guy matters. I to, really no, don't know it's why John either, Lennon. Hey, you know, he said John Lennon hurt bad. Communist. Um, I'm just joking, Randy. I think we're a world, but we're in the same age range. Like yeah. All of us are. Uh, this dude named Scott said he was about 12 years He's old dick. when Henson died. Uh, he was part of so many things I enjoyed watching my entire life up until that point. It was a huge loss to me. It's amazing how many things he still influences even to this day. I think I think with, with, the, with the girls watching all the stuff over again, it hit me harder the second time around. Yeah. Like, because like, I just kind of pulled away from it all. He was... He was different than the rest of them, yeah. Because there's, it was it was a more, um, it's almost like you knew him a little more intimately than other yeah. people. I don't know. Henson was was a that's a tough one. So, uh, James says Dimebag Daryl Abbott from Pantera absolutely crushed me when he was shot to death on stage by a crazy fan. Yeah. Uh, Mike says uh, Dying Bay got got me fairly big, uh, and the same goes for Brandon Lee dying unexpectedly of a sudden act of violence just shocks and jolts anyone. Um, but I will fully admit when Stan Lee does pass, I'm just going to be a damn mess for a day or so. Um, the surprise deaths I think are the hardest. Like Brandon Lee was like he most people didn't know who he was till after that movie was right. released. Yeah, that didn't rock my world or anything. I was just like, wow, that's fucked up. No, I'd seen him in, in um, like, Showdown in Little Tokyo and, you know, Bruce yeah. Lee's, you know, son, and he dies eerily similar to how his right. father died. That was kind of creepy. Um, but Dimebag was just a, just a shock. It's like somebody yeah. got up on stage and shot don't. him. It's like, what the fuck? Did the audience rip him apart yeah. afterwards? I don't, don't even, know. I'm not a big Pantera fan. Uh, really? Yeah. yeah, the face paint kind of no. <laughs> Stanley, I, I I go back and forth on Stanley. I he's kind of like um he's kind of like that uncle that you have that tells really great stories, but touched you once. No, <laughs> no. But there's just something about him that that is is separate from me. Yeah, like this. There's this division that we yeah. just, that I just can't. Like if I met him, it'd be a whole different story. I think, but he's like. I don't know. But then I hear, you know, some unscrupulous business things that he's done and it's like, eh, so okay, yeah. you're a fantastic businessman, <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> Let me see what else we have. Uh DZ says uh Jim Henson meant a lot for me too. Today my list would consist of uh Harlan Ellison, who uh they joke about later if I said it I'd get sued. Yeah. Uh Ray Bradbury, Stephen King, Les Claypool, Stanley, and Phil Collins. Um Jay says Dimebag destroyed me. Forrest J. Ackerman in the future and Miyazaki will crush me. That'll be tough because I'm watching all the movies with the girls. Yeah. And 
Uh, Anthony says, Belushi's death devastated me at the time, being a huge fan of Saturday Saturday Night Live and Animal House. I will probably be in a state of shock when Christopher Lee goes, which I saw his Christmas like message that he sent out to everybody, and he's he's looking a little weak. Yeah. Not meant meanly. He just <laughs> looks weary. Um, much of my childhood memories are sneaking up, sneaking up late to watch his hammer flicks. Also, Ray Harryhausen. I see. I thought Ray Harryhausen had passed, yeah. but then somebody showed me a picture of him. They were they had a picture taken with him. Uh, Ray Bradbury, Stephen King, and Paul McCartney. Also, Tom Baker. He uh, played uh, the Fourth Doctor in Doctor Who. Um, William says, "When Tom Bosley passed away, I watched a bunch of episodes of David the Gnome on YouTube. <laughs> I also took the day off from work when George Carlin passed." Um, let's see. There's that. There's that. Um, Sandy says, no big secret that when Heath Ledger and River Phoenix, uh, that Heath Ledger and River Phoenix was crushing. However, I dread the passing of Harrison Ford. He has been my cinematic hero since I was eight. I have yet to meet him, which is on my bucket list. Uh, losing Bronson sucked and losing Clint will be worse. As far as music, John Bon Jovi, Billy Idol, Billy Joel, and even Corey Hart. Yeah, no, you know what? (laughs) I got to agree with Harrison Ford. Yeah, I mean, I, come on! I grew up with the guy, you know. Yeah, and um, and I'd agree with Billy Joel. I like his stuff. I'm just I don't have the. I've same seen attachment. Billy Joel in concert like three times. You know what? Joey Ramone made me really sad. Yeah, yeah. but Billy Joel, um, Prince, those are probably my two big like. Those will be my my kids because we, yeah. we were talking about it, and my kids, um said uh, i think it was lily who said great when prince dies we're gonna have to listen to prince music for a week i said no lily a month (laughs) so but yeah um in terms of a writer for me it would be john irving Hmm. he's my favorite and he's you know cranked out a book you know every three or four years Hmm. so um Movies, yeah, Harrison Ford, George Lucas. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, it depends on how the person goes. That 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 means a lot to me. Like Heath Ledger, if he had a, been hit by a car, it would have been a whole different story. Yeah. Than, um, you know, what the papers reported, that the role of the Joker took a toll on him and he, you know, turned to prescription medicine. All right, well, then you're a fucking moron. Sorry, you have a daughter... And a promising career, and the world loves you, and you've reinvented a character that's like a classic in yeah. the comic book genre. And you're gonna hole up in a room with an Olsen twin and fucking kill yourself. You should at least have it's both twins. Too late. You're it's too bad. One of them is dead. Yeah. <laughs> that that shit just pisses me off. When you like with what Whitney Houston did, she just basically fucking pissed her career away. She had all that talent. Yeah, and she just fucking blew it. I think there's a difference between Whitney Houston and Heath Ledger, though. Well, yeah, nobody was beating up Heath Ledger. No, but I also don't think that Heath Ledger had this long history of drug abuse. Whitney Houston, my God, she's a fucking don't picture. She makes Amy that's, Winehouse that's true. look like a priest. There's somebody yeah, I don't feel sorry for. No, I don't feel bad for Amy Winehouse at all. Um, I can understand that people liked her music and um, would you be know upset I'm sorry. that they're not getting Quite it frankly, anymore. Music she wasn't from. around long enough to be iconic. Okay, she's like... Yeah, okay, I'll give you that, yeah. You know, probably the best thing that happened to her career was her dying. 
I'm sorry. And uh, you know who else? Who was the other one? That the one that J Lo played in the movie, Selena. Selena. Who the fuck heard of her before that, she died? That, well, she wasn't big here. She was big elsewhere. So I'm going. I'm going to get phone calls. No, no, but I mean that's that's whatever. You know, there there were there. There's going to be people that I'm going to miss, but I I, I was you hard. Know Robin pressed. Williams. I I'm not a big fan of Robin. Really? Williams. Really? No. Come on, man. No. All the way from Mark. I used to be, but I get bored with comedians fast. Like the whole the whole I'm on Coke act that he had, which wasn't an act you come to find. No, it wasn't. It got bored. I, I got bored with it. I mean, it got boring. But he's been off Coke for a long time. I know, and he's just not funny. It's like the chili peppers get off heroin and then all of a sudden they're fucking mellow and they suck. <laughs> there, we'll get some letters damn, now. Damn it, now they're the cure. <laughs> um Nigel um said on our other on our on our community page um movie wise he said i'd have to say spielberg schwarzenegger and stallone they had more of an impact on me growing up than anyone else if and this is this is the one i wanted to say for last because i think we're having a good discussion about this if lucas had been directing in the 80s then i'd say him as well and you know when he dies the haters will be talking about how wonderful he was yeah yeah totally agree but but you know what though (sighs) Fuck the haters, quite frankly. I'm I don't know so how much shit I saw. Fucking how tired much shit of it. I saw about Phantom Menace over yeah. the weekend. You know what? No, it isn't the best fucking Star Wars. Now movie. shut the fuck now up. Now shut up. You know we we know that, but I mean We knew that in nineteen ninety nine. You know, it's 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 not it, how does this affect these people's lives? But no, on no, a no it's, it's not level. even that. It's it's one, I mean, the expectation is so fucking high. Every one of yeah. us had this expectation of what the prequels would be. And I'll yeah. be honest with you, overall, mm. overall, I am, you know, compared to what, you know, my, my 10, 11 year old self would have liked to see for the prequels. Yeah. Okay. The fact that the prequels have now turned the whole, the whole, six movie arc about Anakin, which I still say is bullshit. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna um, go there. <laughs> I just I, you know, it's it it's different than what I would have wanted, but yeah. you know, it's fuck it. It's Star Wars, man. But you know it's, what? You I know want what? more. The best thing that may have come out of the prequels, honestly, is the Clone War series. You know? Yes. Yeah. And plus it 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 sort of put it it's not that it was out, but it did bring a new generation in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It 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 sort of put it out there again. I mean, until yeah. until those started coming out again, even with the re-releases, you didn't see toys and games the no, way you no, see. No, there was it now. a resurgence There's back a total in resurgence then because all of us who grew up with it yeah. now are old enough to drag our kids into it. Yep. Yep. And you know what? I love the fact that that my girls kind of like Jar Jar. He's made for their age. Cole and I had so, a very, very interesting discussion about Did you headbutt him at the end? <laughs> no. <laughs> but Cole and I had a very interesting discussion about how to introduce Frankie to um, to Star Wars. Okay. Because Cole was introduced to Star Wars the right way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's going to be, you know, as he gets older and with Clone Wars and stuff and with other kids and all that, yeah. it's going to be extremely difficult to keep, you know, the whole I'm your father thing secret. Which well, I've, to me, I've decided that it's just not we're going to if we're going to watch him, we're not going to watch him at home. We'll watch him in the theater first. Yeah, because that's how they should be seen. 
And you know what? They're going to know. They already, they already, my mom thought it was funny to teach them when they were two years old to say, I'm your father, into a <laughs> cup so it resonated and stuff. They already know the line. Right. I don't care. I really don't. I've, I had that surprise. Let them have, let them find out that, you know, Hannah Montana's Miley Cyrus or whatever. I don't care. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, and Santa's not real. They're not the same? No. So that's on a wing. where they're doing each other she is. Fake? That's two different actresses. You got to check the nipples. That's the key giveaway right there. It's always the nipples. <laughs> um, yeah, I. The best thing a celebrity can do is die. Then everybody forgives them for all their mistakes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yeah. That that's what ends up happening. I don't. I don't. You never. Understand. You never go to a funeral, even of a relative. This guy was such a dick. It's a good thing he's dead. You, you never hear that. You know, I, I and that's just that's just the human condition. That's just the way it is. For some reason, just because someone has died, there is this reverence for them. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's I I don't I don't I don't understand how in one case my parents can tell me not to do drugs because they're bad, yet they have Beatles albums, Elvis, Hendrix, The Who. I'm assuming, you know, yeah. it's like. How can you idol the Beach Boys? How can you idolize these people? Because and that's how they created their music. But that's the thing. It's but here's the thing. It's you're paying it's, junkies. You're not. You're not. I don't think that you're idolizing the 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 behavior. It's like you know what? It's the the music. I'm the least religious. The fuck was that? Um, I'm I'm not religious at all. And my probably one of my favorite singers is Prince, and he's um, he's extremely religious. Yeah, but that's not being a junkie. I don't. It's, it's I don't, a different I, kind of drug. It's a different kind of. Oh, it definitely focus. Is. But I don't. I don't. I have a you know, hard. But time. his music. A lot of his music comes from there. Talks about it. I have a hard time with the reverence given to people that have just destroyed themselves with drugs. I. I can't I can't reconcile that. But the Beatles are awesome and they didn't ruin themselves with drugs. That much is true. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm still trying to figure out exactly where I stand on the whole thing. You know, if you waste your talent and you die at twenty eight because of drugs and you're at the beginning of your fantastic career. Well, you know, it's all about it's all about you know perspective you know what's yeah. what is success really money is naked it? chicks boobs i don't know everybody has a different idea what success is was that something interesting that popped up uh it was a message from somebody who wants to know if we got the the email he sent yeah. so i'm uh i'm making sure see this is why we should do live shows and have people call in oh yeah cuz then we can just sit here and be quiet while i look at email right yeah no exactly is there a um you get a lot of stuff from that nigerian prince guy i do i do you think you'd figure it out by now is there a spam folder in gmail yeah i think it's called spam or junk or i don't see anything labeled that oh trash no drafts no i don't fucking know all right okay we're gonna take a break we'll be right back Striking at mental apparitions like a drunk on a vacant street Silently beset by the hands of time and delicate in its glory An aberrant crack is skeleton to unrelenting gravity 
Family movie night. Bloody good horror. Night of the Living Podcast. Mail order zombie. Outside the cinema. Popcorn mafia. Perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. First time caller podcast. Showshow.podomatic.com. The David Pakman Show. Gentle listeners, I'm Fozzie Bear. There are a lot of podcasts out there, and it's impossible to listen to them all. That's where the Podcast Podcast comes in. On the Podcast Podcast, we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes, covering everything from movies to television to literature to pop culture and politics. On the Podcast Podcast, you can listen to these guests and decide if you should check out their show or keep on moving. Find us in the iTunes store by searching for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-Z-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. All right, I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take uh, us to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Ugh. That was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. What can you expect when you download and listen to an episode of the Inside Outcast? Pretty much anything. Okay, what I think when I first hear of Pitchfork is the painting American Gothic by Grant Wood. So yeah, truthiness. It has the appearance of being true without any fat behind it, <laughs> you know? You know, there are some techniques we might be able to use to help you feng shui-wise. Well, to... I'm, I'll am i try anything. Yes. A mountain made out of mashed potatoes. In Jeet Kune Do, Bruce removed all the traditional posturing from his Wing Chun and incorporated the freestyle boxing that he knew. Throws from Jiu-Jitsu, kicks from Taekwondo, and concepts from Taiji Chuan. It becomes even more evident in Aliens when they first find the last survivor and her chest burster comes out right then. Mm-hmm. And when they torch it and it falls over, it's just like a penis deflating. <laughs> <laughs> the Inside Outcast is a couple of goths discussing everything under the moon. We cover so many different topics that iTunes has no idea how to categorize us. Find us on iTunes or through geekplanetonline.com. Like us on Facebook 
and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Inside Outcast, the Inside Outcast, where geek meets talk. got some drinks printed some emails all right took a hit off my inhaler all right let's uh let's do a I'll few read of some, these i'll read you some headlines here i got yeah, a bunch we, of feedback too yeah so. we do huh santorum says women are capable of quote flying small planes yeah i saw this he's such a dick. that's one of them uh we'll have you pick which one you think okay. is the best one to start with Fox Pundit says women in the military should expect to be raped. You know what gets me about this? It's a woman. Yeah. Well, is it? Uh, to quote the Lorax, that's a woman. woman? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, Mitt Romney, Rick Santorum, and Newt Gingrich all promise. I love this one. I love this. To ban porn. This is, this is we're starting here. I love this one. The top three Republican presidential candidates pledged a war on porn today, yep. which means that they have promised more action to ban porn than to create jobs. Oh, they're, they're actually destroying jobs. Uh, thousands of jobs. Thousands of In the of professional jobs. and amateur divisions. Exactly. That was, that was the second thought I had. The but first it, thought I had was, oh, yeah, you're going to go up against porn money? Good luck. You want to worry about shutting down? All right, you want to. We'll have a third party candidate. It'll be the, fucking Ron Jeremy. Everyone, you know what though? Each of I know that Romney and Santorum have both got a Google problem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't so, know about Romney. That's good. Recently. Shut down porn. Yeah. So you're gonna fuck with a really a, an extremely lucrative industry. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. has been around for fucking ever. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and and. You're going to piss off the geeks? No, not okay. just the geeks. Everybody. Pretty much everybody, but, but the thing Mormons is, though, and like really prudish men. But here's the thing, okay? The yeah. people who run the computers, <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what history of the internet you want to show me. Yeah. If porn wasn't on the internet, there would have not been such an enormous no, like, well, fast a, honestly, adoption. Honestly, it is a well-known fact that Porn is the driving factor in all new technology. Yeah, that's that's media based at least. Um, that's why VHS was was better. That's why DVD, yeah. you know, took pl- that. I, not really so much Blu-ray. I think this and time very around, few but, missile programs were based on porn. Well, you're looking at my missile command cup, aren't you? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't <laughs> notice that, but that just kind of worked out. Um, okay, so back to this, right? Uh, the conservative group. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I just thought that that the phrase "missile command cup" was really kind of funny because it makes it sound like you have an athletic supporter that says "missile command." Well, it, it does. <laughs> I do tell it what to do. Get in there. It's voice activated. <laughs> well, phone. Sex. I had to take a stress test to get um, the pills. Plus, guys, you stupid, pasty, dumbass, white motherfuckers. Yeah. Um, it's First Amendment. Every, so, but everybody loves porn. I swear to God, everybody loves porn or, or, or you know 98 percent of the people and i'll tell you you, you know what I, I'll, I'll be i mean serious in, yeah. in, in all honesty i don't think everybody loves porn not everybody digs it i know like my wife's not a big fan okay she yeah. just you know what it is it's just that she doesn't she doesn't get it okay you know it's just like that's like, your job like, you know. she gets it <laughs> four times over so um but it's it's like people who um oh, what's a really good analogy? Huh. I don't I, know. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what you're going that for. it's it's just something that doesn't interest her. Okay. You know? But I don't think she has a problem with other people looking at it. I mean she she has actually said to me in the past, because I told the story once about my buddy whose uh girlfriend went looking through his browser history <laughs> and got mad. She's like, why, why would she bother getting mad? Like so what? Yeah. He's looking at naked girls. Ooh, are you that threatened? I go, really? Time, so, so I told her, I said, you so I get can... mad is when you, when you meet those people and act on your impulses. I well, imagine no, the, the thing that's, is, that's when the I'll... problem is when, you know, your, your mate decides, Hey, I'd rather fuck my hand. Well, yeah, you. there's that too, you know, but she's just like, I was just like, Oh, Oh, Oh. So, so I can look at porn. She's just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Who cares? Like, it's just it, like, so what? And these guys uh, are just like, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're well, going to do. Well, they want small government. On. So now they can tell you what you can put in your body, what you can put in other people's bodies, and what you can watch other people do with their bodies. They're trying to tell you who to fuck, who to watch fuck. Like, Meanwhile, really, they're just going to fuck all of us. They're like, not going to get elected. Show, no shit. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a no-brainer. I, I had to just, just no shit that for you there. Uh, let's let's finish reading the article because I'm sure there's more dumb shit in here. We're gonna bring family values back because without family values, the economy will fail. Without sex, there's no family. Exactly. The conservative group Morality in Media is head over heels today after three top Republican candidates promised to go to war against the distribution of porn. Yeah, we've seen how the war on terror has gone, the, the war on drugs. The Christmas. Quite frankly, the, yeah, the <laughs> war on Christmas. Quite frankly, the only war, quote-unquote, that anybody's winning is the war on gingivitis. <laughs> well, you can't even get four out of five dentists to agree with the fifth one. So. Well, we don't know what the fifth one, you know, because everybody's Maybe the gum. fifth one's Nobody a fucking fuck cavity saying. creep. Maybe he's looking at porn. <laughs> so I'll get back to you on the gum thing. <laughs> In a written statement, Rick Santorum said, blam, blam, porn. That's what he sounds like. Oh, he said, Federal obscenity laws should be vigorously enforced. If elected president, I will appoint an attorney general who will do so. But it's rated. Yeah. Not to be outdone, Mitt Romney said, I see your obscenity laws. And I raise you sodomy law. No. Um, 
No, no, no. Romney said, hey, if you like what he said, I'll say the same thing. If you don't like what he said, then I am totally against it. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. What, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got? I'm crazy. Everything's on sale. He's, he would be like the worst Vegas dealer I've oh, ever seen. Oh, my God. Uh, wanna Rom- hit, you want to hit one? You want, what? Romney gave a statement to the group that said, it is imperative that we cultivate the promotion of fundamental family values. You win the Republican bingo game tonight. Motherfucker. This can be accomplished with increased parental involvement and enhanced supervision of our children. So parent of, well, oh my fucking God. Let me finish this quote. It includes strict enforcement of our nation's obscenity laws as well as the promotion of parental software controls that guard our children from internet pornography. I can understand wanting to keep kids away from Internet pornography. But here's Excuse the me. thing. But if you okay. have shitty parents. Can, can, can I say something to you? How old were you when you saw your first like Playboy magazine or naked magazine thing? I don't know. Between 8 and 10. Okay. How did you come across that? Found it in my house. Okay. <laughs> okay. Was, it was Hustler. Okay. It was nice. That's a yeah, good start. Yeah. That was a good start. <laughs> After that, everything else is Fuck like, Playboy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bitches. So, but, but. At least Penthouse had the stories, you know? Yeah, like I was interested in reading. Yeah, but um, I'm a literary. You know, I don't don't go to porn for the stories. So, um, (laughs) but the thing is, like, you you, you came across it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, I don't know. I Um, was very careful with it because it wasn't mine. But that's the thing, and you. But but here's the thing. Yeah, you found it. You had access to it. Yep, I put it right back where it came from. You put it right back exactly. Okay, and as you you got older, yeah, because we didn't have the benefit of the internet. No, you. I mean, you find you you find a way. Yes, there's always a way. I don't care if it was a fucking Cheryl Teague's poster on the wall. Yep. Or Heather or Thomas. Scrambled porn at one in the morning. Scr- oh, my Cinemax. God. Scrambled porn at one yeah. in the morning. Who among us has not done that? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> kids are going to find it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's taboo. Exactly. Here's an idea. Don't make it taboo. No, no, no. Do not the exact that, opposite of what they're doing. Just treat it like normal. No, no, no. I. You know what? I think that there should be controls. There I, should be controls, but, but, but nudity, I don't think, should be as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Non-sexual but I, nudity. But I also think there just needs to be this this acknowledgement that, you know what, they're going to see it. All right? Yeah. We do what we yeah. can so they don't. Like my kids, very, very early on. Mm. All right? I have put the fear of God into them. All right? Or whomever. <laughs> that The fear of me into them. Yeah. That I know Everything you do on on the computer, okay, everything yeah. you do, and true or not, um, your 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 history. They don't even know how to erase that. They don't know it exists. But I've made Good. it clear. I've made it clear to 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 Olivia and the others have heard it. Anything you do on your phone, I know about it. Okay, I can see it. You delete you delete a text message, I'll find it. I can get it. Can you? Which is bullshit. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I'm like, which shit, is, really? Which, I need to learn how to do Oh, you're lying which to is me bullshit too. Because but I just want them to know and I've told them. I said, yeah. "You know what? If I want to see your phone, if I want to see your iPod, right. you give it up." Yeah. All right. And Olivia, so you're and, paying the bill. I'm paying the bill yeah. and I'll shut it down. I'll I'll shut it right down. Yep. So but there's also this thing where, I mean, there's not a lot that 
like like Olivia's not going to do that. Like at least not now. No. All right. No. And not because she's afraid of me, but because she knows right from wrong. I mean, stuff that I hear her sort of not be cool with about what kids at school are doing or, yeah. or whatever. She's just she's she's not there. And I think that by the time she's at that age, you know, we've done our job, so to speak. Like we've laid a really good yeah groundwork all right is cole gonna find porn most fucking definitely how old is he he's nine has he found porn i think is the question no no he hasn't found it okay denial no 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 he i believe i know cole uh-huh. because i know everything he does yeah keep telling yourself that seriously no, I, no i'm serious my parents had no idea no neither believe me. Uh, okay just keep going but, but here's the thing you but <laughs> I think, though, with all the technology and stuff like that, we actually have more control over what our kids see than yeah. than Romney thinks. That's because right? he's an idiot. Right. When kids it, are, are going to find a Playboy. everyday stuff, really, I think he's an idiot. Who the fuck has a Playboy in their house? Playboy's going down. Nobody fucking buys Not magazines anymore. anymore. No. All right? I went looking for uh, an action figure price guide thing so I could determine if it was worth selling these Star Wars figures. I couldn't find one. Yeah. I know two different names of two different magazines. It's, it's all, but it's all online, which makes more sense because by the well, time yeah. you publish something, the information's out of date. Yeah, yeah, that's what I don't like about Entertainment Weekly. It's like, hey, here's the hot list from two weeks ago. Great. It's a week. It's a weekly Whatever. magazine. It's, it's, a, it's a week. If I wanted to wait a week, I'd go back to 1986. Anyway, um, <laughs> but these three ass clowns are just. Yes, yes, we're going to stop porn. Good You're luck. not going to stop Good porn. Good fucking Good luck. luck with that. Porn makes comparable or more money than the video game industry. Yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. The video game industry makes more money than Hollywood. Yeah. So Hollywood's so, third out of those. Yeah. It's, shit's not going to happen. Porn is a lucrative business. Yeah. Uh, there was that old projectionist at the theater. He had moved out to California, and um, he was at a party because he was doing work for some TV station. And um, he overheard a conversation where if you ponied up $40,000, you get four times your money back if you invest in porn. Yeah. That's yeah. That's how much, like at the time, the, the return on investment was. It's like a fucking no-brainer. Crazy, huh? Yeah, I'm going <clears> to <throat> look up how to start a porn site because all you have to do is buy content no not a site just just like a movie just like an hour long you know four girls 15 minutes each. yeah kinda. but if you can invest in a site where people pay for memberships yeah but nobody i mean how many idiots pay for memberships i don't know you'd have to be stupid there's so much free porn on the internet yeah um, um back to this story because i thought we could just blow right through this <laughs> uh <laughs> then we have newt gingrich who isn't satisfied with a written statement in a face-to-face meeting, Gingrich, I keep seeing Grinch when I look at his name. I know, huh? Told morality and media that, yes, I will appoint an attorney general who will enforce these laws. The existing laws that each of these candidates were referring to are federal laws that they and morality and media feel make the distribution of pornography illegal. So it's, it's an interpretation of the law, which has already been interpreted one way. What the candidates in the group are really saying, though, is the usual right-wing code, in their usual right-wing code, is that they want to ban pornography. 
Oh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I really apologize. I came out of nowhere. On one of their many websites, Fuck. the group claims blames pornography for most of society's ills and believes that porn causes brain damage. Let me just... Wait, who said that? Morality and media. Maybe it's lack of porn. Let, let me just point out something here. I'm kind of smart. Yeah, kind right? of. Right? <laughs> if porn caused brain damage, I would have had to start off way smarter than Stephen Hawking. <laughs> All right? That is a great way to put that. That is awesome. Well done. It's a lot of porn. Yeah. I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm relaxed and satisfied. And you know what? Sometimes my wife gets to sleep through the night. Some, yeah. You know? And that's that's the thing. Early on, uh, when we got the porn machine, I mean the computer, um, <laughs> the whole thing was, um, you know, looking at porn and doing whatever, that's fine. Because everybody, ever, most people will relieve themselves in one way or another. It's totally natural. Um, and the whole agreement... I've, I've done it three times since I walked in this house. I know. Well, last week, oh, my God. <laughs> but the, the whole thing is, you know, well, as long as you're just looking. And that's that's it. Okay, yeah. fine. Let's get back to these dumbasses. Um, society's ill will. Simultaneously, medical research documenting how pornography harms brain function is now available. Yet, it is still relatively unknown to parents, medical personnel, legislators, and law enforcement, and the people that supposedly did this test. While combing through the group's websites, I could not find a distinction between legal and illegal porn. But in their press release, they expect the belief that the distribution of all hardcore pornography is illegal. That's just stupid. If you really want to know how the Republican Party got so screwed up, consider consider that the top three candidates for the Republican presidential nomination has given more detail about how they would ban pornography than they have about how they would create jobs. I don't care what people do in the privacy of their own homes, and you would think that supposedly small government conservatives wouldn't either. Wow, hey, I said that. Kind of sort of the same thing yeah. earlier. Each candidate has a different reason for taking this position. Rick Santorum is a true believer. Mitt Romney is shamelessly pandering, <laughs> trying to prove that he's a real conservative. But the real jaw-dropper is serial adulterer Newt Gingrich promising to ban the distribution of porn. If anyone knows firsthand about the dangers of porn, it's Newt. Plus, he's uh, going to be under investigation for voter fraud, apparently. Nice. I don't know too much about that story. I just read a couple of headlines and a tiny little bit about it. Uh, the party of small government doesn't want to put people back to work. No. Their most pressing priority is to arrest people who distribute porn, which really tells you everything you need to know about the current state of the Republican Party. We've had the war on poverty, the war on drugs, the war on terror, and if a Republican, a Republican gets elected president, we will have the war on porn. I will enlist in that war. I got to tell you, though, <laughs> the war on porn, do you know who that's going to be the most difficult for? Okay? People um, in the Boston area. Because if you have a Boston accent, <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible phrase. It's the war on porn. <laughs> what? <laughs> the war on porn. Uh, <laughs> the what? This, this guy's going full retard. <laughs> the war on porn. <laughs> I was watching... Um, 
I was watching The Voice from last week, and uh, there was a kid from Boston on there. Yeah. And uh, he works in an auto body shop with his father and his grandfather. Oh, really? Where's yeah. he from? Malden, I think. What's his name? I don't remember. He's on the show. I grew up in Malden. Um, but the father says, all right, take the keys and put the car in the yard. I'm like, oh, you fuckers, you made him say that. Good for you. Uh, porn. Here's one that fucking kills me. Like if this I, is my God's love. I come on. I I I really think I that these headlines in, are coming from the onion. I had to make sure this wasn't the onion. Really? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Catholic priest allegedly told child he was he was raping. That this is what God's love feels like. No, 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 no. That's just what. What's there to say about that? That. What's there to say? <laughs> You want to know? Not fucking believable. The Catholic Church has thrown a temper tantrum over contraceptives, abortion, and homosexuality over the last few years. Catholic bishops and priests have gone on the offensive, crusading against what they call sin, immorality, and abomination of the word of God. But the Catholic Church can't seem to clean up its own act. They need a jizz mopper. Over the years, child molestation... See, that's job creation. ...and rape scandals have rocked the Catholic Church. But instead of dealing with the problem, many in the, in the Catholic hierarchy have largely ignored the scandal, and some priests have tried to use their religious affiliations to escape justice or use God to justify their actions. I don't understand how that's fucking possible. The horrendous scandal has now hit California. Hey, look, God told one guy to kill his son. God told another guy, suck off that boy. <laughs> Uh, you want me to do what? Do it. The horrendous scandal has now hit California where 200 Catholic priests have been accused of sexually abusing children. Ray Boucher is the attorney at the helm of the investigation, and he says that not only have many, if not all, of the 200 priests admit to sexually abusing children, they live within a mile of 1,500 playgrounds, schools, and daycare centers across California. You it's heard like a that salad bar. You heard that right. Two hundred priests are under investigation for sexually abusing children. Live in areas where children play and learn, which is actually kind of difficult to not live in those areas. Yeah, because there's playgrounds and schools everywhere. That's right. kind of a yeah, eh. exactly. Uh, according to NBC Los Angeles, one victim has detailed the tragic incident of a priest raping him. Dan Smith told NBC he would rape me, and then he would say, "This is what God's love feels like." Sick, isn't it? Smith was just one of 500 people who joined together to sue the L.A. Archdiocese for sexual molestation. In 2007, the L.A. Archdiocese reached an unprecedented $660 million settlement with many of the plaintiffs without admitting any wrongdoing. I'm sorry, you pay that much money, you're admitting your wrongdoing. Yeah. What's that video? I don't know, but we'll get there. <laughs> it also agreed to let the courts decide which of the state-related Church files should be made public, public, not pubic, public, including those identifying alleged and admitted predators. But according to Boucher and court documents, the Catholic Church has since engaged in a cover-up. Yeah, big surprise. By Boucher's account, church officials allowed priests suspect of sexually abusing children to retire, flee the country, or hide in rehab clinics until the statute of limitations on prosecution ran out. You know what? There's no statute of limitations on kicking their asses, though. You know, is there? if we would just let the priests look at porn. Well, there is that. Yeah. Let's see what this says. I don't know how long it is, but 
<laughs> the sex scandals at Miramonte Elementary School and at Penn State remind us of the ever-present danger of predators preying on our children. But what if hundreds of suspected pedophiles were actually living among us undetected? They that are danger anyway, is highlighted they? by the latest developments in a long-running legal battle involving the Catholic Archdiocese of L.A. NBC4 has this update exclusively. When we talk about child sexual abuse, we're talking about sodomy. He would rape me. And he would tell me that this is what God's love feels like. Dan Smith and Manuel Vega say they were sexually abused as children, repeatedly raped by Catholic priests in the L.A. area. Attorney Ray Boucher represents these and 500 other plaintiffs. What the issue is here is how do you weigh the right of the public, in particularly the right of children, to be protected from molestation? In 2007, the Archdiocese settled financially with many of the plaintiffs without admitting wrongdoing and agreed to let the courts decide which church files should be made public, including those identifying alleged predators. But according to Boucher, the Archdiocese has since engaged in a cover-up, allowing suspect priests to retire, flee the country, or hide in rehab clinics until the legal deadline for prosecution runs out. The church protected them from ever being criminally prosecuted. Legal disputes delayed release of the files, and Donald Steyer, an attorney for several priests, argued in court that those who've been accused but not convicted should have their names and privacy protected. They're being punished as if they had been convicted, or at least that's the desire to punish oh, them. This guy sickens me. And that isn't fair. A judge yeah, recently overruled them, right? most of those know, arguments yeah. and ordered some files released Sucks in coming him. weeks. Yeah. But he also is withholding names of church officials involved in the alleged cover-up, a ruling that reminds Boucher of the breakdown in accountability from the Penn State pedophile scandal. Just look across the country at Penn State and see how important right, and how significant it is when people in power like authority and enable yeah, sexual abuse to continue. It, no that underscores just how story. It was probably done around the same, you know, yeah. same time. But, it, I mean, if they're talking about the breakdown in communication. This is what God's love feels. Yeah. Jesus, I mean, really? Hey, how you do know you what? fuck you this know? up? Uh, okay, first of all, you're fucking a little kid in the ass. You really think the words coming out of his mouth are going to make sense? I mean... You think the little kid's just going to go, oh, well, all right, if that's what this is. Fantastic. Fine. All right. Uh, restaurant owner kicks out anti-gay Tennessee senator over offensive comments about homosexuals. I like this one. That's cool. I like that. All right, let's see what we got going on here. Um, this was from January 30th. Uh, we kept skipping over this. Um, there, I, Yeah, there's video here. Um, I think it might be a little... Busy sounding in the background, but let's hear what she has to say. Uh, Bistro at the Bijou owner Martha Boggs explains her stand against... Oh, hey. Um, I'm Martha Boggs. I'm the owner of the Bistro restaurant on Bay Street. Uh, Sunday brunch, Mr. Carefield came in for brunch, and he was asked to leave. Um, that was done in, to show my support of the gay community and to protest some of the things that he's been saying in the media, particularly about AIDS, HIV, and the gay community in general, which uh, I think he's a bully and needed to be stood up to, and as a business owner, I have the right to 
for a few service and uh, it was kind of a gut reaction and I really didn't <laughs> expect to get quite this much attention from it but um, I just hope that some people that um, uh, will either be inspired or angry, you know, whichever reaction that you want, that, you, that you're right and you have your right to your beliefs, just like we all do and that's what I was doing was expressing mine. I like that. I think it's fantastic. I, it's going to be a shame when she gets audited. But I you know. disagree with her statement that everybody has the right to their beliefs. No, they. they uh, you know what? You can believe. You can believe whatever you want to believe. Okay? Oh, you can. But, you, but there's some things you need to just shut the fuck up about. Yeah, I, you know, and everybody has a right to disagree with what you believe. Then that's perfectly fine. And I think but, you to, can, but, but to, you can believe what you want to believe without getting in the way of other people. True. true. Okay. But there's a lot of harmful things that people can believe that really you got to pull them aside and go, dude, really? Fucking little boys in the ass and saying it's God's love. You believe that's okay? You know what? If he doesn't do it. No, but hey. If he doesn't if do he it, then you can believe what he's believe doing. I know. It's, it's semantics. Exactly. But so good for her. Good for her. Yeah, for, most uh, definitely. Kicking that. Oh, it's going to start over again. Stop. <laughs> kicking it, loud. it Kicking it. Yeah, it was. Well, to us, it'll level fine. But um, I think more people should do that. I think Rick Santorum should be denied access to... Um, Everything? Yeah. Here's another one. This is this is one that uh, I totally forgot about. Um, BioWare makes some really good um, role-playing games and stuff yeah. like that. So um, I'm not going to read the headline. I'm just going to start into the article here. Uh, BioWare adopted a sadly very special and very principled stance. Why does it say sadly? In designing one of their recent games, Dragon Age 2. Their stance was simple. Relationships are for everybody, whether gay, straight, or anything else in between. You can also have more than one romance at a time with the game's characters. In this game, everybody is equal. Too equal, it seems, for one particular straight male gamer who is upset to be on the receiving end of a little flirting from another male character in the game. The reaction of this straight male gamer to post a new thread on BioWare's forums to complain. To quote the complaint, to summarize, in the case of Dragon Age 2, BioWare neglected their main demographic, the straight male gamer. <laughs> Bless you. I couldn't tell if you were gearing oh. up for a rant or a sneeze. A little bit of both. <laughs> I don't think many would argue with... Who is this? Is this the dick saying this? this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't think many would argue... This is like white text on black, so it's kind of difficult nah. to read. I don't think many would argue with the fact that the overwhelming majority of RPG gamers are indeed straight and male. Sure, there are a substantial amount of women who play video games, but they're usually gamers who play games like The Sims rather than games like Dragon Age. So he's a misogynistic asshole. That's not to say there isn't a significant number of women who play Dragon Age and that Bioware should forego the option of playing as women altogether, but there should have been much more focus on making sure us male gamers were happy. Now, immediately, I'm sure that some male gamers are going to be like, you don't speak for me, I love Dragon Age too. But you have to understand the straight male gamer cannot just be lumped into a single category. It's ridiculous that I even have to use a term like straight male gamer when in the past I would only have to say fans. See, this is a perfect example of 
Yeah, you're not allowed to have this belief. This you're an idiot. No, but it's there's a very simple solution to this dude's problem. Yeah, you want to know what it is? It's four words long. Four words uh-huh. solves his problem. Yeah. Four little words in the English language solve this dumb fucking idiot's problem. Don't play the game. <laughs> Asshole. The irony of the complaint is clearly astounding. For those that do not play Dragon Age 2, uh, there is yet a further irony that in the straight male gamer clearly has a huge problem with LGBT people being catered to as well rather than a focus based entirely on straight male gamers and a little women too, of course, just as an afterthought. But clearly has no problem with the game allowing interspecies romances between the human player control character and an elf you couldn't make it up the response from bioware's david gator was exactly fit for purpose in fact bioware delivered a sharp lesson to this gamer on the subject of straight male privilege kudos to bioware for that in fact bioware's response is quoted here precisely because of how word perfect it truly is i would have said perfectly worded uh elements have been emboldened for emphasis or emphasis Yes, on the right syllable. Right. The romance in the games are not for the straight male gamer. They're for everyone. We have a lot of fans, many of whom are neither straight nor male, and they deserve no less attention. We have good numbers, after all, and the number of people who actually use similar sorts of content in DAO, uh, Dragon Age Origin, I think, um, and thus don't need to resort to anecdotal evidence to support our idea that the numbers are not insignificant. And that's ignoring the idea that they don't have just as much right to play the kind of game they wish as everyone else. The rights of anyone with regard to a game are murky at best, but anyone who takes that stance must apply it equally to both the minority as well as the majority. The majority has no inherent right to get more options than anyone else. I like that sentence. Yeah. More than that, I would question anyone deciding they speak for the straight male gamer just as much as someone claiming they speak for all RPG fans, all female fans, or even all gay fans. You don't. But if you wish to express your personal desires, then do so. I have no doubt that any opinion expressed on these forums is shared by many others. But since none of them have elected a spokesperson, you're better off not trying to be one. If your attempt is to convince Bioware developers, I can tell you that you do, in fact, make your opinion less convincing by doing so. This is this is pretty well thought out. Yeah. And if there is any doubt why such an opinion might be met with hostility, it has to do with privilege. You can write it off as political correctness if you wish, but the truth is that privilege always lies with the majority. They're so used to being catered to that they see the lack of catering as an imbalance, which is which is why there's a war on religion now, right? They don't see anything wrong with having things set up to suit them. What's everyone's fuss all about? That's the way it should be. And and oh sorry. And everyone else should be used to not getting what they want. The truth is that making a romance available for both genders is far less costly than creating an entirely new one. (laughs) Does it create some issues of implementation? Sure. But anything you try on this front is going to have issues, and inevitably you'll always leave someone out in the cold. In this case, are all straight males left out in the cold? Not at all. 
there are romances available for them just the same as anyone else. Not all straight males require that their content be exclusive after all, and you can see that even on this thread. Would I do it again? I don't know. I doubt I would have Anders make the first move again. At the time, I thought that requiring all romances to have Hawk initiate... I don't know what's going on now. Uh, Initiate everything was the unrealistic part. Even if someone decides that that makes everyone unrealistically bisexual, however, or they can't handle the idea that the character might be bisexual if they were another PC. You can't handle the truth. (laughs) I don't see that as a big concern, to be honest. (laughs) Romances are never one-size-fits-all. And even for those who don't mind the sexuality issues, there's no guarantee they'll find a character they even want to romance. That's you can't why, handle the fucking. That's why romances are optional content. It's such a personal issue that we'll never be able to please everyone. The very best way, we, very best we can do is give everyone a little bit of choice, and that's what we have tried. And the person who says that the only way to please them is to restrict options for others is, if you ask me, the one who deserves it least. That's my opinion expressed as politely as possible. Which was a very long-winded way of saying, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't play if you don't want to play, you fucking yeah. loser. You know, what's, you know what's weird? When I play uh, role-playing games, like when I played um, Knights of the Old Republic or uh, Mass Effect, even um, Skyrim now, I, I don't know why, but I, I use female characters. I, I don't know. I just like looking at girls more maybe i'm not really sure but you know you can get married in skyrim and have relationships or do whatever and it's not going to be weird it's a game it's not real life right well for that dude it is yeah he's in somebody's basement or he should be well soon enough he might be huh seriously put him down a hole and tell him to put on the lotion (laughs) fucking idiot uh all right, I think I'm I'm done with stuff for this week. What do you think? Yeah, me too. You know, do I a break. Some of the, we got some. Looks like we got some good stuff to read. Here we do. Too, we got. We feedback. have a lot of feedback. Yeah. So why don't we stop here and we'll be right back.
Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film, every zombie film. And it's uh, something you should tune into. So if you get a chance, go to the website, look these guys up, Mail Order Zombie, and find out what the hot zombie films are today. What's going on? These guys are right on the the cutting edge of of reviewing zombie movies. And if you're a zombie, or you want to be a zombie, or you're thinking about being a zombie, or your mom's a zombie, your dad's a zombie, your damn mother-in-law's a zombie, tune into Mail Order Zombie, baby. You'll find out what's going on. Ken Forey, and that's out. If you're enjoying this podcast, perhaps you'd be interested in Gleecast. You watch your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily. Uh, Emily and Erica. Who am I? I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to Gleecast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater or sweet dance moves. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? I don't know. That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.potomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a great jump film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So there you have it. The meaty film discussion by meaty women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Let's get this going. This is from um, Daniel, a.k.a. Rat of 13. Here we go. Hi, Frank and Chris. First off, I want to say thank you for putting my name first because I'm a child. (laughs) Uh, It's been a while since I've written in, but I've also but I've always been listening. Hell, as I write this, I'm listening to the latest. Are you serious? Anyway, um, to the point of this email. As more and more stories come out about creationism and other religion nutbaggery, excuse me, 
I've been wondering why religion just doesn't take the plunge and actually embrace science. I've got a few ideas on why and how they would do this. I've got them listed below in, in note points, so you can skip over. You can skip whatever you don't want to talk about. Also, if people have the argument that this will never happen because there is no one in religion, religion, religious institutions willing to take the steps, then there is no point to keep listening to this. What I'm trying to put forth is not really an argument, but an intellectual exercise. All right. This was the idea that hit me when I was drinking, and I thought of Are You Serious <laughs> was the appropriate um, podcast. All right, this is good. So when people Fair want to intellectualize enough. while they're drunk. I like that. Where you're one-stop shop for that. Religion, this is point number one. Religion is experiencing a problem in getting new blood. Passing churches in my local area, you can see mostly elder congregation, and many children of highly religious families seem to rebel at the rules they are told to follow. By forcing the young to church, you'll turn more away than gain. One of the big hurdles is having the separation in ideologies concerning science. It's fair enough to put your stock in creationism, but if you force it on the young, more and more are going to call out the bullshit. Yeah. Despite the stupidity people exhibit, I still have faith. Funny, I still use that. Funny, I use that word. Yeah, but in that's the, not exclusive to religion. That's true. So I still have faith in the intelligence and decency of most people. If religion starts the process of embracing science, it will go a long way in getting some new blood. Yeah. People can see that the church doesn't represent an archaic idea, but just has a different viewpoint on how things got started. But still have the connection to the basics: evolution, DNA, gravity, magnets. Magnets. <laughs> Second point, I'm pretty sure that a few people in the religious institutions would like to separate themselves from the radical factions. Yeah. By embracing science, arguments over abortion, contraception, homosexual relations, and evolution would become moot. The church would gain a, who, a huge boost in public approval by saying, well, science says all this stuff is normal. Also, by separating from the radical extremes, it would take the thunder away from these insane fringe groups, and the church could literally become an institution that leads by example rather than dragging us all down into bullshit arguments. Well, that's a good point. Speaking of arguments, this yeah. is the next point. If religion starts using science, atheists would no longer be a problem. By problem, I mean a problem to the church. The church comes out and says being an atheist is fine and agrees with them on scientific endeavors. Both sides could get into meaningful debates and help us improve our understandings, uh, both the spiritual and scientific in regards to our own humanity. Finally, how would they integrate science into religion? In my opinion, this is pretty easy. Take away the image of God looking like a bearded old dude in rags and make the idea of God more abstract. Do we believe in God? Yes. What is God? God is goodwill, light, beginning, evolution, energy with intellect. What is science? They are the rules in which the world, God, operates. Science is God. I have a more concrete on, idea on how all this would operate, but I don't think an email would suffice. Hmm. Getting into the core would involve long conversation, one I hope that you guys get into somewhat. While I won't get into multiple examples of Bible stories converted to a more scientific bent, I'll create one to show where my thinking is headed. Adam okay. and Eve. Adam and Eve are, <clears throat> are not the sole man and woman, but just a metaphor for early man. The Garden of Eden is a representation of early humanity, humanity being oblivious. To them, life was simple. The apple was science or knowledge. Right. Science is a natural part of the world, but if humanity is not ready for it, then scientific knowledge can be dangerous. Yeah. The snake is a huge cock. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the snake is humanity's curiosity 
and the darker nature of the world. By disobeying and eating the apple, humanity started down a road they weren't ready for and not respecting science caused humanity to lose their paradise. But before people say that sounds like a story against science, add that knowledge is natural, something to attain. But in the pursuit of knowledge, we must also be cautious so as not to hurt others. Also remember the apple, knowledge slash science, grew grew in paradise. So if we use science properly, we can attain paradise again. I can see, I can see the uh, the Adam and Eve story as um, not just gaining knowledge, but um, the loss of of innocence or or uh, being naive about the world around you, and you, like the first person that figures out that you know gravity, you know, shit falls when you drop it. Not just knowledge, but how it applies to the world around yeah. you, that kind of thing. All right, um, I'll stop there as I think I've written more than enough. Also, for people to get a context of where this idea came from, I'm agnostic, bordering on being atheist. I want to believe in God, but I see no proof, so I don't believe in God or anything like that. So then he's an atheist that would love to believe. Yeah. Which, you know, I would love to believe. So, If religions <laughs> were to embrace science, I wouldn't join. I just wonder why... <laughs> They don't do this. Honestly, it seems to boil down that people just want to argue. True that. Well, isn't isn't, you know, the Bible is is the word of God, the Pope is the infallible. But saying that science blah. is science is God, that's just I mean, science is God you can prove. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. I I mean, the um the scientists that the Vatican have, they say that, you know, it is, you know, more than likely that there is alien life out there. Boy, the, how could there fucking not be? Well, I mean, for the Vatican, that's a huge fucking step to say, yeah, there there is. Yeah, big fucking deal. They said that when the Pope went down to Quiznos. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. Let's get out the porn and talk exactly. about aliens. Exactly. <laughs> All right. I'm really curious. Uh, I, this might sound like a stupid thing to say. But I don't give a shit. It's my microphone. <laughs> Out of you know, you know how like you take a job and you kind of get disenfranchised with it after a few years, and like you're just going through the motions because you get a nice paycheck and a place to live and all yeah. that stuff. How many people you think live in the Vatican that do the same thing? They're like, I don't, I don't believe in any of this shit, but <laughs> it makes me good. We get a good, good chunk of change. I don't know. Because I I like the, I, so I I I don't like to, but I, I see it as kind of like like a it's a, like a political thing. It's like we look at it from the outside, we as in society, and it's like okay, well that's that the, that's those guys, those are that's that's the Pope or that's the Republicans or that's whoever. It's just it's a, it's an organization. It's a group of people. And tell that's me it. that Republicans and Democrats don't go out and get a beer after work. Because they're just people. Yeah, it's no different than, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, chat room <laughs> or people who, who who have similar interests. Yeah. All right. So, and it's just a big part of their life. Big whoop did he fucking do. I honestly think but the church. But don't get onto my shit because I don't want to join your fucking club. Yeah, the assholes. church would be a lot better off if they just took the Bible and said, these are, these are not literal these, stories. these are these are parables these are morality plays these are whatever these are examples but in a much broader sense right because the whole adam and eve thing i mean seriously you know we're it would all be solved it would all be solved if just at the very end of the bible there's one page and it said in short 
Don't be an asshole. Yeah. All right. Uh, this Yo, one, wait, wait. I got some. I got uh, a bunch of voicemails here. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like f- for real. Wow. Um, let's start with this one from Sandy. I think it's pretty short. Not that that matters, but wow. I was just listening to your blip class because I'm I'm trying to play catch up and that uh, anti-gay six-minute thing you played was amazing. I haven't gotten that emotional listening to a podcast in a long time. It's hard to believe that we still have laws in this country, and I'm glad Washington State's finally becoming one of those that believes in love uh, over whatever crap that other stuff is. People need to care about people anymore. People need to stop being assholes. So, thanks for playing that. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Sounds like you really enjoyed it, right? Did you listen to that that one I put out that like twelve minute thing? That when I was that? It was a few weeks ago. Uh, Jason um, put up a link to a documentary guy's working on, and the trailer is six minutes of basically all the stupid, hateful shit that all people right. say. And um, it kind of like I watched it once. You know, I'm like, because I like I. I I, I watched it because he put the link up because I was curious to see. Yeah, yeah but <clears throat> I wanted to see, you know, if I played it, is there more text on screen than dialogue or whatever? Yeah. Would it make a good thing? And the second time through when I when I talked about it at the end, wow. I, kind of, I, I was just listening oh, to your blip. Sorry. I, I don't know. Did I hit the button again? <laughs> um, sorry about that. Um, I kind of, it kind of like got to me a little bit, yeah. like really thinking about like the people I know and these other fucking yeah. assholes that are like, no, you can't, you can't be equal to everybody else. It's like, so are you mind your own fucking me? business? Yeah, just, but no, Washington, Washington, me. the other week that people can get married. Good, it's, it's great. New Jersey was working on one. Christie said he was going to veto it, but I think they have enough to override the veto. Just it just I don't know me. where it's that's like the been. energy people put. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's not that I'm I'm just amazed at the energy that people put into this bullshit. Maybe I just can't fathom spending so much yeah. fucking time ripping other people down. It just doesn't matter what to, you do to, to every. It it does matter to the people that want it. But to everybody else who gives a shit. I don't, you know, I just, I don't find it to be a problem. I don't care. I don't, fuck, I don't give a shit. It doesn't change. Gay marriage does not change my life one fucking scintilla of a fucking iota. What's a scintilla? It's very little. Wow. But that's the thing. These other people think that it does matter, and that's why I don't get it. I don't understand. Oh, if if a guy can marry a guy, then uh, then a cheesecake can marry a uh, uh, a brick. Yes, yes, yeah. I will eat a (laughs) cheesesteak. I definitely will. All right, marry it though. That's food. Uh, This next one is from Ian. Okay, my girlfriend when she met me. Went to an agnostic meat-eating person with no... What? What? I got to start reading this again. My girlfriend, when she met me, went from an agnostic meat-eating person with normal hair to a vegan Buddhist with dreadlocks. Sometimes it's the other way around. Yeah. (laughs) Just wanted to mention that Buddhism is by definition atheistic. One of the first tenets is that all that is in this world can be discerned through rational inquiry and that nothing exists that is not necessary to explain the world around you. Okay, Ian, thanks. I like that. Did we make fun of Buddhists? We kind of rip on vegans every now and then good-naturedly. Oh, fuck vegans. 
<laughs> Somebody has to. Just, I know. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> At least we're going to alienate our then entire get, core then they get, audience. Then they're getting some meat. Oh, but they're not eating it. <laughs> wow, they might be. All right, next. Protein. Next <laughs> oh. Okay. On your face. I'm not sure who this one's from here, but I'm going to play it. Hi, Frank and Chris. Ian here. Oh, I hey. wanted to call in uh, with a quick couple of thoughts. First of all, uh, I wanted to comment on the whole PETA and SeaWorld thing. Um, I'm not going to defend PETA filing a lawsuit because I didn't agree with that particular lawsuit. I thought that they were doing it as a publicity stunt and there really is no reason to use the legal system for publicity stunts like that. Uh, But I will say that I thought you guys defending SeaWorld was a bit over the top considering what they do is pretty horrific. Uh, A whale is an animal that is accustomed to traveling hundreds of miles in its lifetime. Uh, It is used to a completely free and independent existence in the ocean. Keeping them in captivity is never, ever okay. And the only places that I even remotely accept keeping those animals are the rehab facilities that uh, basically take in injured animals and help them because many of them are endangered due to human activities. Uh, I apologize for the background noise. There is a guy with a chainsaw outside of my work cutting something up. Uh, Regardless, um, the conditions under which whales and seals and other animals are kept in SeaWorld is completely insane. I mean, you can see uh, satellite photos of the, the tanks that they're kept in, and they're barely able to move. You're talking about an animal that is pure muscle, that is meant to be swimming all the time. And keeping them in a little tank so that kids can point and watch is just horrible. I mean, it's, it's more disgusting than the horrible conditions we keep elephants in at zoos, which I think should be banned and has been banned in a number of countries and states. And, it, it, you know, the idea that we then we keep these animals who are endangered in these conditions, and then when they kill people, we can't do anything about it. I mean, Tillamook has killed three people. And that killer whale should not be in an enclosure. But it is because we can't release it because it grew up there, so it doesn't understand how to live in the wild, and you can't kill it because it's endangered. It's insane. The idea that this is legal just baffles my mind. And you're talking about an animal that is more intelligent than a dog. You're talking about an animal that is smart enough to learn actual words. These animals can learn words. They have massive brains. They're incredibly smart. And we keep them cooped up in these tiny little cages until they get so pent up with energy that they try to play with their trainers and wind up killing them. Mm-hmm. So, I just wanted to uh, write in, uh, you know, I'm the Lorax, I'm here to speak for the whales. Uh, regardless, uh, I also wanted to uh, give a brief comment on the presidential uh, race. Uh, I think that if Mitt Romney gets elected, his actual pick will probably be Marco Rubio oh. from uh, Florida. Yeah. Uh, I think the funny pick would be Christine O'Donnell, uh, you know, to woo that very powerful witch demographic. Yeah, don't fuck with um, the witches. If Santorum gets picked, I think his serious pick might be Mike Huckabee. Hmm. Uh, I can't really think of a, a funny pick for him because, I mean, everything that guy does is a joke, so <laughs> I'm not really sure if anything I add would be humorous. Uh, 
who else is running? Uh, Ron Paul. I think his uh, serious pick would be, uh, golly, <laughs> probably Jesse Ventura. And uh, the funny pick would be he would try to nominate Dagny Taggart, the character from uh, Atlas Shrugged, the, the <laughs> protagonist. Um, only to be told that she's not real uh, and that if she was real she probably would have died about 30 years ago from all of the cancer from smoking Um, and uh, if Newt Gingrich was to win I think that his uh, realistic pick for uh, vice president would probably be uh, a Newt Gingrich replica doll uh, and the humorous pick for Newt Gingrich would probably be a, uh, his wife, Callista, who Ooh. he's apparently rather obsessed with. At least until he decides to drop her for his second run as he nominates a younger, more attractive vice presidential <laughs> candidate. Or has to uh, run I think together. that's about all I had to call in about. Um, so think about the whales. Don't take your kids to SeaWorld. SeaWorld's a gross place, and what they do is horrible. Don't go to the zoo. Elephants are one of the most dangerous animals in captivity. They are not domesticated. They don't belong in captivity. And uh, all of those animals should be left where they belong instead of put into situations where they can kill people who have no business training them. And that about does it. So have a good week. I can't argue with any of that. All all I can say is that the the SeaWorld thing, we were at about what two and a half hours into the show and we were kind of stupid at that point i don't know i you know it's i i I, go ahead you know what they're uh, (laughs) i'm not defending you past this point no that's i'm not looking for defense but i just think what what kills me sometimes and i'm not just referring to ian here is just other people like like more people get in trouble for, you know, kicking a dog than kicking a kid. Okay? True. We've got so many bigger fucking problems in this country than, you know, whales who who are in captivity. Okay? Yeah, but so, that doesn't mean that no one should stand up for them. That's fine, but they can't fucking sue. They're not slaves. I no, under- that was the I understand part that the point. The, the lawsuit is I understand what I got that, riled up with. Right, because it's a stupid waste of time. All PETA right? is, is basically like sensationalism. Exactly. So, but. There's so many better ways to do it. So many better ways. But, I mean, with. I mean, just the fact. And this is going to sound totally douchey, but, right. you know, we here we are. We're the highest life forms on this planet. I mean, not you and me specifically. <laughs> no, but, definitely not. Not this week. But we're the highest life forms in the, on this planet. And you know what? If we want to use something as a plaything to entertain our children, well, you know, until somebody comes along and says you can't do that and we're going to make you stop, well, well fuck. that's what that's what they're it's trying gonna to do. It's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen. But we so shouldn't just, be outraged when it kills somebody. I'm not outraged when it kills somebody. It's a killer whale. If you're playing with something that has the name fucking killer in it, yeah. then you're going to get killed. Yeah. Do we have any Killer news? whale. Killed trainer. I mean. That's a little redundancy. Exactly. But I'm just saying, those are the names of the people involved. Yeah. Do we have any elephants in any of the zoos around here? The Stone Zoo doesn't have elephants. Do they? I don't know. I mean, Franklin uh, Park, maybe. I don't know. With the uh, when they when they did the elephant parade for the Ringling Brothers, yeah, those fuckers made me nervous. 
I'm not accustomed to animals larger than myself. Well, and there you know, were a it's going to happen, and I get it. But you know, yeah, well, we feel bad for the whales. We feel bad for the chickens. Tough. Well, we don't eat the whales. We eat the chickens, though. I, I don't know. I I have I have different thoughts about how how animals are treated. You know, food source animals are treated as opposed to you know animals to look at. And no, I mean if you if you're growing something to kill it to eat it. I, I mean uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into the the whole. I honestly. I'm just. I'm I just am in so general. In I'm the tired of the whole thing that I don't. I, I would. I don't have an opinion. The on whole it. notion of treating animals like people—they're not people. No, <laughs> they're not people. No, that's that's what we so were we getting at. So we can eat them. The we can use them as our plaything. Hey, we can eat people. Just don't let anybody know. You are aware of that, right? Yeah. Okay. But we have see a, that's putting the can back into cannibalism. cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. We um we did get a picture of one of the enclosures, and it is it's. I mean, it would be like did we? Yeah, it's Where? um. I think oh, that email. There's a t- there's a picture attached to it. No, there's not. No, there is. Really? Show me. Oh, there. It is. Yeah, oh, right where I said it would be. Oh, well, we didn't get to that email no, yet. No, you see the little circle on the top there that shows the whale oh, yeah, in, the, in the little area? That's where they live. Whatever. <laughs> all right, so all you're right. an asshole. Yeah, and I know this. I, all I know is that I was way too tired at the end for to, to have any kind of reasonable conversation Look, you about you know what? It. Every now and again, the whale kills somebody. You know what? <laughs> Fine. They got theirs. They got a shot. They took a shot. They succeeded. Good. All right. Fuck them. (laughs) This other email is from... Who's this from? From Chris. It's called Frank Lobbies for Job as SeaWorld Spokesperson. (laughs) Please just read it straight Hey, guys. Merlin's Master here. First, I want to apologize for only writing when I have something to bitch about. I promise I'll send in something positive at some point. That's Not after this week. That said, your discussion about the lawsuit filed against SeaWorld by PETA left me deeply disappointed in both of you. Don't misunderstand. It wasn't the fact that you disagreed with it that bothered me. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. What I had a problem with was just how fervently offended and outraged you both were, especially when it was about some very well-intentioned people trying to bring about a little progress on the issue of him of animal rights. Really, guys, is that horrible? You know what? When all the fucking human problems are done, we can solve the animal I just ones. don't like the way PETA goes about doing their stuff. I hear the name PETA and instantly the my hackles are raised because they're... <sighs> And they, they, uh, anyway, anyway, they may go. they may do some good, but the general opinion that people you know that that that, that I have of them, I can't say people, is not a positive one. But go ahead, sorry. And Frank, I'm sorry if you think the idea that whales should not be kept in captivity is fucking stupid. <laughs> the reality is that these creatures are forcibly seized from their natural habitat against their will, separated from their pod, and forced to live out their lives in a tank barely large enough to hold them so that they can periodically perform tricks for our entertainment. I've attached a photo of their deluxe accommodations. Which I made you look at. Many marine marine biologists agree that there's a growing body of research suggesting that whales and other advanced marine mammals possess cognitive abilities comparable to that of a four-year-old child. Okay. But they're... But just keep reading. They're not just, four-year-old children. Just keep, just keep reading. 
And I know that they supposedly refuted that on Penn and Teller's bullshit, but newsflash, not everything they say is correct. And I'll take the word of marine biologists who have actually studied orcas over that of a couple of Las Vegas performers. Okay, I I didn't bring them up. I didn't bring them up either. I only bring them up when it comes to religion, I think, because I've been watching a bunch of their shows. I didn't actually get to the the one where that's mentioned yet. Um, If you weren't so busy having this knee-jerk reaction to this, you might realize that this case, even though it has been dismissed, could serve as a catalyst to expanding animal rights. And let's not forget that the judge actually heard the case before dismissing it, as opposed to throwing it out before hearing it. You two could have had an actual discussion about this issue, making reasonable arguments about why you disagree, but instead you both just made a bunch of stupid jokes. Because PETA, quite frankly, is a stupid fucking joke. Okay? So now my part of the serious discussion, Hmm. quite frankly, is yes. You know what? Do Do I think that, like, this should be... I'm not doing this. Hold on. Let me just keep going because this is annoying. <laughs> it's, it's somebody else's opinion. That's no, not annoying. No, and that's fine. And I don't understand why PETA is derided and hated by so many. Sure, the tactics are controversial and even offensive to some, but they work. PETA has been responsible for more animal rights reform than any other organization. I have a problem when people put animal rights before people rights and spend more time on animal rights than people rights. That's my problem with it. Okay, if Pete is so fucking interested in in saving animals, how about working on the other animal? How about working on people? Teach somebody to fucking read, you assholes. To help solve the homeless problem. Yeah. The thing is, it's kind of hypocritical for you guys to point out how absurd it is to have an imaginary friend in the sky and then turn around and make the argument that another living thing, that another living being doesn't deserve to be treated well. What the fuck because did they we have a, say last week? Yeah. I don't know. I never listen. No, uh, because Neither they have I, a few but... less IQ points. Do you really not see the disconnect? I don't. I... Something that doesn't exist is a little different than something that's lower on the fucking food chain. I I really would have to go back and listen to what we. But you two are right said. about one thing: these orcas are not slaves; they're prisoners. No, well, they are actually. I'll, I'll get, and you know what? Yeah. When they can fight their way out, they won't be prisoners. Well, that's why people die. Fine, <laughs> then they fucking die. It shit happens. No, too I meant fucking the bad. people. That's fine. Yeah. I just want to point out to that, anybody that's, why, that's listening if, if right I'm, now: if, if I'm imprisoned, okay, if I'm imprisoned yeah. and I fight my way to get out, I'm either going to die or kill someone trying to get out. That's okay. the fucking. Why are condition. you getting so worked up about because this? Because this is annoying. Why? Yes. Why is it annoying? If Sasha Gray. <laughs> Wants to read a school children letter. Who gives a shit? Her past is perfectly legitimate and legal profession. Frank's position on this issue is not very different than one million moms. My position is totally different than one million moms. Okay? I totally agree. Who gives a shit? Her past is perfectly legitimate. I totally fucking agree. My problem is the people who don't fucking agree. And my point is that regardless of whether it's right or wrong, okay, that people are going to have a fucking problem with it. That's the reality. Small-minded, dopey-ass people are going to have a problem with her reading to school children. The only ones in the fucking room who are going to know that she sucked cock for a living are going to be like, are, are, are going to be the grown-ups. And if they don't tell and the Rick kids, Santoro. hey, guess what she used to do? She yeah. used to take it in the ass and scream about it, all right? Yeah. But now she's going she's gonna to read the Lorax to you, all right? <laughs> That's the third reference now. All right? Exactly. I'm trying to pump up the movie. 
All right. So my position is different than one million moms. One million moms believe what they believe what they think. Okay. What did they What did they say? Did, were they a part of that? They, whole thing? they weren't a part of that. Okay. I totally disagree, and I'm no, not on the same I'm page confused. as one million moms. Okay. What I was saying is that the reality of the world is that other people are going to say, "Hey, this isn't cool." Because there is, at least in, 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 in American society today, no one's quite figured out a way to spin former porn star into, you know, someone who's, who's, who's trying to be into a successful person who's interested in, in, you know, helping kids learn how to read. And quite frankly, I have more respect for Sasha Gray trying to teach kids to read than those cocksuckers at PETA who were trying to save the fucking whales. Fuck the whales. If they want to get out of the fucking cage, they'll get out of the fucking cage. Just because you're mad, don't throw shit on my floor. Sorry, I'll pick it up. Boo-hoo for the whales. All right, I... They're so fucking I, smart. I, Let them evade capture. How's that? Oh, my God. Now you're just saying shit on purpose. I'm just, but that's, it's like such a fucking waste of time. But not, but not to the people that are, that are, that think they're helping. It's great. Then think you're helping. That's fucking great. Rock on. <laughs> and how come no one has called in yet and asked me how many kids I've taught to read? Because I bring that up every fucking time. I don't know. I don't know. How, how many porn have you been in? How many porn? Do you like that phrasing that I use there? It doesn't even fucking make sense. I have taught children how to read porn. (laughs) That's great. That's going to come up from reference, Scott. Uh, No, you know what's going to happen is we're just going to. That's okay. I'm the asshole this week. You try. You you can be the asshole. It's just, I just have no patience for this. Oh, the poor animals, the poor animals. See, now I had taken the time to write back to him and say, you know what? Honestly, I think it's because. We had been talking for three hours and we you were know, just but, stupid but, and tired. You know, I, I just I, I don't even know what I said. I don't even remember what we said either, but it's it's not much different than than my response to this. Well your response today is very angry. Well no, it's not angry, it's impassioned. Seems the same to me. I understand what you're saying. I'm just there's a lot of I, effort I understand. spent trying to trying to give human rights to animals. Yeah. I don't know. They're not. I, they're they're not on the. They're not. We're not equal. They don't deserve the same rights. When they start contributing as much as they're given, okay, yeah, then maybe I'll think about it. All right. When a whale invents a fucking lamp, okay, then <laughs> then we'll say good job. We already we'll have say one good of those. job. We have lamps. You're a little far behind. There's a lamp a fucking four year old could. And make. you know what he would say. <laughs> Sorry, that's <laughs> fucking terrible. Uh, you know we. Uh, and besides, I've been to Sea World. That shit's cool. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> I can see that. All right, I just want to put honestly, if we can, just put a moratorium on the fucking whales because, like, with the economy talk, I had no opinion. I got nothing. <laughs> With this one, I am so dead set in the middle because I have never paid more attention to one side or the other. I I don't. I yes, it's wrong. Yes, Peter's wrong. Everybody's fucking wrong. Next, next. <laughs> All right, this one's from if Evil. This next Dave. one is from a whale. I'll take everything back. <laughs> Shit, I wish I had that queued up. <laughs> it's Dory. <laughs> 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 
Hello, Frank. Hello, Chris. It's Evil Dave again. Hello, Evil Since Dave. both of you have fully admitted to being atheists, that most despised and distrusted demographic. More than rapists. In the interest mm. of full disclosure, I would reveal my own religious or philosophical background. Now, living in the Colorado and Utah area, I was born into the Mormon religion. Oh, it wasn't until I sorry. actually moved to Utah that I noticed a lot of other kids asking me if I was Mormon, as if that was an important question. <laughs> I didn't really know what that was at the time. I knew I went to church. It was a Mormon church, but to me, church was church. Nevertheless, that was my earliest exposure to the Mormon mentality in Utah. Mormons being the majority here. And anytime there is a majority, there comes with it this sense of entitlement and superiority. The same so kind of attitude you might get from Jews in New York or Catholics <laughs> in Boston. Never really got into church. I remember there was a sign with the portrait of Jesus and the words be reverent, which they meant to basically mean be quiet, like a sign you might find in a library. And even at the age, I knew that being reverent was not necessarily what they meant it to be, that to revere something is to hold something sacred and holy, not to just keep your mouth shut. So already that was a red flag. I also had this sense that the teachers didn't know what they were talking about. And then the actual sacrament meeting was held much like a business meeting with huh. business roles of seconding things and saying I or nay. And of course, only the men took part because women cannot hold the priesthood in the Mormon faith. So yeah. I stopped going. Yeah. I instead spent my Sundays at home watching The Addams Family, which it's had far more to do with the person I am now than whatever time I spent in church. I did go back in later years, giving it a second chance. I have been baptized as a Mormon, though I believe I was something like eight at the time, and at eight you really don't know your full options. Man. I also was briefly a Boy Scout, and here in Utah the Boy Scouts are almost synonymous with the Mormon Church. Huh. I soon quit the Boy Scouts as well after <laughs> I realized that I seemed to be doing a whole lot to get my badges when other people seemed to be just getting them handed to them for doing mm. nothing. So no longer going to church, I took kind of a personal, almost hard-lined Lutheran perspective of having a personal relationship with God and Jesus that did not necessitate going to church or having a priest. And as I grew older and I suppose more rational... I grew to be more agnostic, hmm. thinking that God was something that could not be proven to exist or not to exist. We really didn't have evidence in either fashion. But it was in college, and it's funny that you brought up taking a philosophy class in spiritual development, because that is my minor from my university. Huh. Studied existential philosophy and the deontological arguments, and then there's, of course, David Hume, who is one of organized religion's most mortal enemies, a man who, at his deathbed, still refused to admit to believing the existence of God, much to the chagrin of the priest sitting next to him. So at this time, <laughs> yeah, they I wait for that. went atheist. Not very long, though, as even when I thought myself a Christian, I still believed in evolution. I still had a very scientific, rational mind. My friends often said I over-rationalized things. I'm a thinker. 
but I did not oh, have problems <laughs> combining a belief in God and a belief in science. I no, there shouldn't see be a why problem. God could not right. work through science. So when I no longer believed in God, it's not that I lost one thing for a favor or another. I just simply lost that one thing, that mm. element of faith. And you can debate whether or not faith adds anything to your life. I think Frank brought up an interesting point about it providing a structure to our lives rather than just knowing that you're on this spinning ball that's basically a mite of dust in this random universe. It wasn't until I took an Eastern philosophy class that I was exposed to a different outlook on religion. I am an introvert, and introverts find meaning within rather than without, and the Eastern religions approached faith from that perspective. Mm. But it was Taoism that appealed to me most. The primary reason I was attracted to Taoism was that it acknowledged that the universe has balance. And this is something I thought from a very young age, is that for every negative, there's a positive. For every good thing that happens, there's a bad thing. For every light, there is darkness. In essence, that for every yin, there is a yang. Yin and yang are opposite yet complementary energies. On the one hand, with yin, you have the dark female negative aspects of the universe, and on the other, the light male positive aspect. <laughs> and yin and yang are not written in stone. One evolves into the other for every action. There is a reaction that something hot will gradually cool. Something that is cool can be heated. The only real constant is change. Taoism, which is a quite ancient concept, was developed from looking at natural patterns. The yin-yang symbol, known as the diagram of the great ultimate, which you may recognize as the swirling black and white fish. If you lived in the 80s as I did, you may also recognize it as the logo for the town and country skateboarding accessories <laughs> company. That symbol basically represents a bird's eye view of a mountain with sunlight on one side and darkness on the other. The image being that as the sun passes over the sky, the light half will turn to darkness as the dark half turns to light. Mm. So as Taoism is very much based in nature, naturalism is its central theme. People who follow the Tao, that is the way in which nature works, do quite well for themselves. They're healthy, they're low-stressed, they manage to live long and happy and fruitful lives. Those who go against nature make themselves unhappy, sick, and in some cases can lead to death or conflict or stress. Taoists are very individualistic. They tend not to judge others. You may laugh, but there's a concept called pu. That's, of course, a Chinese word, meaning an unhown log or something that probably better translates to uncarved marble. Something that's in its natural state that hasn't been crafted or shaped. Taoism is much about reaching that point of becoming who you truly are. Of not letting outside forces determine who you are. Taoists are very much into simplicity. There's no reason to overcomplicate your life. There's no reason to make more money than you really need. Live in a bigger house than what you require. Basically not bite off more than you can chew. Taoists have been called unambitious or lazy. Uh, the Taoist retort to this is that no lazy person has ever started a war. There are quite a number of Taoist stories 
highlighting one's natural state, that it's not necessarily better to be in a different position than where you are now. I know, Chris, that you're a big fan of Bakuru Banzai. To paraphrase that line of, no matter where you go, there you are. That's a very Taoist thing. And the Zen aspects of Buddhism are very much based in Taoism. I know you're both fans of Star Wars. And the Force is very much like the Tao, only with less of a black and white morality. The Tao is this energy. It's non-intelligent, yet it binds the universe together. And it is the source for all things. Taoism allows for the existence of other gods because it is above gods. It comprises the rules (laughs) that gods must follow. That if a god goes against the Tao, that god will face repercussion. I also like to compare the Tao to the Matrix in that it's a pattern that if you understand it properly, you can use it to your advantage. That there are rules in place, but within certain parameters, you can push those limits. This is known as Wu Wei, which is often translated to nonviolence, though I prefer the term minimum effort, which again points to people calling Taoists lazy. That there's no reason to go overboard when just enough will do. And as Taoism is very much into patterns, you wait for the perfect opportunity to act, and to act with subtlety. And it is a great compliment to Taoists that their actions go unseen. It is only long after one has retreated that people realize just how much they've accomplished, if that. So I'm rambling a bit. (laughs) I could talk Taoism for quite a while. I've been a student of the Tao for 18 years now, something like that. So I best let you go. Who knows? Maybe I will discuss more in future. Ta. All right. So that was Lazy Dave. I mean, Evil Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, gotcha. I like that idea. I like the concept of it. Interesting. Yeah. So it's more it's more philosophy than religion, it sounds like. It sounds like it lets you keep whales as pets. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, we have precious few listeners as it is. Let's not alienate all of them. We're expressing ideas. That so. is that is true. At least it, it, gets, uh, it gets people talking. There you go. I guess. I'll look at the bright side of things. The balance, if you will. Are we done? Sure. Is that it? All right. For the whole week, we'll just close it up. Nice. In the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, in the morning, when I rise, give me Jesus. I thought it was about morning. Give me Jesus. She's gonna have sex with Jesus? Give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> that's that was a Yahtzee for Reverend Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that was going. <laughs> Last rites with Reverend Scott. <laughs>
Well, hey there, Chris and Frank. Here we are yet again, another episode of Last Rites where I barely finished the segment in time for the show. That shit, it just, it, could you be any lazier? I'll lay off. Not like I'd ever let you guys go a week without me telling you everything you've been doing wrong. Whatever. That's how God punishes atheists, I guess. I guess. Don't think of it as me punishing you guys as much as me trying to educate and enrich your political careers. First off, uh, like in the intro to the segment, you might want to lay off talking about fucking Jesus. I didn't want to fuck him. (laughs) And regardless, that kind of shit isn't going to get you votes, guys. You just keep crossing lines left and right on the show. And I swear, some of those stories you talked about last week, they weren't even fucking real. Hey, guess what? We have no news, so let's make some shit up. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I knew it. And on top of that, Chris... I'm all about you taking a stance on issues pertaining to women, but I don't think you were doing it right. I don't like abortion, so guess what? Fuck abortions, fuck contraception, fuck Roe versus Wade. And when you were talking about our current black president running against a white presidential hopeful, I really wish you had kept your real opinions to yourself. Desegregation is a bad idea, and blacks are inferior to whites. Honestly, I don't know what you were thinking. Sometimes, I swear, when you're when you're looking up stories, you're probably just surfing porn on the internet. I jerked off four times while we were doing the show. That's how good I am. You didn't see it. Well, we didn't see it, Chris, but you damn well heard it. Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> Peace and love, guys. Oh, that was disgusting. Are you serious? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Scott is like a just a giant bag of cocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta hear that part again. <laughs> Play from there. Come on. I'll hurt it. Oh, oh, oh. Not that, not that. <sighs> Peace and love, guys. Are you serious? It's so fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Scott is like a just a giant bag of cocks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we I gotta pull that. You gotta I pull gotta that, pull my own like a, audio like a, and start the show with it. And like a make it a ringtone or something. <laughs> it's so fucking we should make stupid. that a ringtone and sell it on iTunes. <laughs> probably make more money with that than probably. anything else ah uh, that was funny <sighs> you remember the phone number yet somebody said it wasn't working so let's give it out go ahead it's nine seven eight that's it's my home phone nine, number seven, eight. it's eight zero six isn't it i don't know two zero six there you go three three nine five eight zero eight are you serious podcast at gmail.com oh for fuck's sake God. If there's any other stuff, just send it to me at Frank and see well done. Peace and love, guys. Are you serious? <laughs> it's so fucking stupid, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is absolutely That's awesome. That's funny. Ah. Uh, yeah, so just between you and me, listeners, because Frank's not listening right now, I think he's just goading you into an argument. So uh, that's it. <laughs> be back next week, if you will be. Bye-bye. Bye.
Are you still there? By the way, that's not the only treat Cupid's got for the fairer sex. Mm, oh, no. Don't. Don't. You deserve this. Ladies. America's women in uniform may soon have new roles on the battlefield. The Pentagon today changed its rules to give women jobs in more forward positions. Closer to the front lines. Do you like it? <laughs> That's right, ladies. Frontline combat roles. Try it on. The helmet's supposed to be snug. All us guys thought it was a pretty swell idea. You've earned it. Well, almost all us guys. I, I, have, I do have concerns about women in frontline combat. Oh, what a surprise. Prudence Mont stick up his ass has some concerns. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was not fair. That was, that was crass. I apologize. The man's a former senator, has some experience handling military issues. Let's just go right to the Pentagon and ask, why, 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 why did you do this? I've seen women in combat uh, perform in expanded roles. I'm very proud of them. They're brave women along with their male counterparts. And uh, a lot to be said for their uh, contributions and experiences over the last uh, decade of war. And I'm, 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 I'm proud of what we're doing here today. It's the right thing to do. Well, that all sounds very thorough. <laughs> what do you really know about the military, General Patton? <laughs> Help me out, Santorum! When you have men and women together in combat, I think that there's... Uh, men have emotions uh, when, it, when, uh, when you see a woman in, in, in harm's way. I think that's something that's natural, that's, that's very much in our culture, to be protective. The issue is how men would react to seeing women in harm's way or potentially being injured or, or in a vulnerable position and not, and not be concerned about you know, accomplishing the mission. That's it. It's not the women Santorum is concerned about. It's the men. <laughs> and how concerned they'll be about the women. Like the raid on Bin Laden's safe house. Team of men land a chopper in the compound. They break in the door. They charge up the stairs. Boom, boom, boom. Mission accomplished. But imagine a woman was there. They land in the compound. They head off to the safe house. There's a puddle. Obviously, you got to do the right thing. There you go. <laughs> then when they break down the door, they go, ladies first. She walks by. The faintest scent of her perfume. Oh, he looks. He's distracted. Oh, mission unaccomplished. It's unavoidable. Let's face it, war is easier when it's all dudes. You don't have to care about each other. It's like the Marine Corps motto says, leave as many men behind as you want. No big deal. We're all dudes, right? You know, we've, uh... Well, you know, we've had our fun with uh, Mr. Santorum and his somewhat antiquated views on the roles of women, but if you really want some cleaned out cobwebs and dust off of someone's views on gender, meet Fox's Liz Trotta and hear why she thinks it's a bad idea for women to serve amongst men in our military. I'm going to warn the men in our audience, if there are women in the room where you're watching this, you're going to want to protect them. Just a few weeks ago, Defense Secretary Leon Panetta commented on a new Pentagon report on sexual abuse in the military. And the sexual abuse report says that there's been since 2006, a 64% increase in violent sexual assaults. Now, what did they expect? Uh, these people are in close contact. You know, the original bailiff from Night Court is right.
It's simple math. If you want to mix the sexes, you can't complain about the 64% uptick in violent sexual assault that will occur. You know the old saying, you can't make a co-ed omelet without raping a few eggs. <laughs> Why did the International House of Pancakes ever abandon that slogan anyway? Anyway, the only way this woman could make her statement worse is to somehow suggest that addressing the problem of sexual assault in the military is actually a feminist boondoggle. Spoiler alert. She's gonna make it worse. It's strictly been a question of uh, pressure from the feminists. And the feminists have also directed them, really, to spend a lot of money. They have sexual counselors all over the place, victims advocates, sexual response coordinators. So you have this whole bureaucracy upon bureaucracy being built up with all kinds of levels of people to support women in the military who were now being raped too much. Are you not horror-tained? <laughs> raped too much. Think about all the money that we've got to spend to help women who are raped too much. <laughs> Think of how much cheaper it would be for all of us if they were raped just the right amount. <laughs> By the way, in case you were wondering what this pulling on her ear was all about, she's not having trouble with her earpiece. That is her brain trying to escape. Look, if you're not going to listen to me, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to crawl out of your skull and let you just talk whatever you want to talk. For more on this story, we're joined by senior armed forces correspondent, Samantha B. Sam, thanks so much for being I'm confused. The whole, thing, the whole thing has me very confused. Rick Santorum says women can't be in combat because they'll trigger men's chivalrous nature. Mm -hmm. Liz Trotta says female soldiers can't serve because they'll arouse men's uh, baser instincts. Yes. What, what, what's your take? Well, John, I know you're expecting an apology, and believe me, you'll get it. it from, from you, an apology for mm -hmm. what, Sam? John, for this. rape it or you can protect it but you can't ignore it it's who you are you know you're you're, you're talking about this and the, the, the sexual assaults and things like uh -huh. that like it's a bad habit that men have like oh men always leave their socks on the floor men can't put the toilet seat down you know? <laughs> oh my god i know don't you hate it when guys do that <laughs> and when they rape <laughs> ladies am i right what's up <laughs> oh my gosh So female soldiers should just expect to be sexually assaulted, is that? Well, female soldiers, gal reporters, lady doctors, <laughs> teacherettes, aviatrixes. That's just the way it is when you're a woman intruding in a man's world. We expect to be paid slightly less and raped slightly more. You know, but as a, you know, I'm a, as a man, I'm offended. Men are absolutely capable of working in close quarters with women in an appropriate, respectful manner. Uh, it, it's... John, I'm up here. 
I'm looking up there. I, I'm oh talking God, to you. you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. It's my fault. You don't bring the fruit if you don't want it to get picked. <sighs> you know, see, here's the problem with it. Not every man is in a constant battle to suppress urges to pick fruit that does not want to be picked by them. Ooh, it's not. Sue, someone hates women. <laughs> I don't hate women. I don't. Okay, it's just... just like feminists hate men by assuming that they could be something other than prehistoric rape machines, which coincidentally is the name of my all-girl punk band. We're gonna be at the Roxy this weekend, and fellas, as always, ladies drink free if you catch my drift. Two for one, Rufitinis. Come on down, protect us, rape us. It's your choice. Two choices. Two choices only. Samantha B. Everybody, we'll be right back. End of line.